You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good vibrations, guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 36, recorded August 31st, 2019. Tonight's topic, or today's topic, depending on when you listen to this, um, The Man They Call Cade, part two. I'm the host for the evening. My name is Elamist. This is Ivan. And this is Mrs. Ivan. And we've got two special guests. Well, well One, I wouldn't call them special. <laughs> we got guests. They're, they're special to me. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. One of them is. The other one's Sean. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm occasionally special. I've been referenced enough to be special. Anyway, Finally get to sorry, welcome Sean I'm going to steal your in. thunder here. Yeah, because I feel like I'm the one who references Sean the most. So guys, <laughs> we have worn him down. He has listened to the podcast and now he is here. Sean Jones, everyone. Unfortunately for your hearing pleasure. <laughs> and that special returning guest clapping in the background. We got Just Flamin' back in here. Hi. I'm back from like, what episode was I on? Episode like six, seven. Six or something. <laughs> okay. When so we were like still playing the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it was like way, way back. Yeah. I, wow. I can't believe it was that long ago, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're on episode 36 right. already, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So he just he heard somebody else was gonna be guest hosting and was like whoa whoa whoa, I I can't lose my spot. He wanted to stay him first. He's basically gonna he might just try to guest host every time we have someone on, so he's always one ahead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and number one. Now that we're done being nostalgic, uh, podcast news. <laughs> we encourage feedback. Uh, so find us on Twitter or the Twitter at guardians underscore lore. <laughs> Uh, you can email me, specifically, like me, um, guardians underscore lore at outlook.com, or leave us a review wherever you find this podcast. So, I... stuff you may have missed in Destiny. The penultimate iron banana was just this last week. And guys, so, I played so much. Dude, she played for about five days in a row, and she improved. She didn't I quite make improved. positive, but she doubled her personal... KD, so yeah, pretty good for someone who's never really played video games. And she definitely played at least people. three people. She's <laughs> she she's played more. She's played more Iron Banner this week than I have. So I'd just like to mention that one. Yeah, and she was like almost <laughs> sixty light level lower. So we're super proud of her for, for getting in there. I've been really enjoying. I've been trying to calm down and focus on my skills and not just be the crazy lady who like screams into the mic constantly. Right. But, All you of a sudden she's been calling happens. out like he- she's like the heavy countdown. <laughs> she just yells like she's like, like heavy up in heavy. six. She They're taking does. A. <laughs> yeah, I've only played. We need seven to teabag matches. this guy. Okay, I yeah, only that said that happen. once and he deserved it. And then he sent us <laughs> messages that only proved further that he deserved it. It takes a lot to push me that far. Not I'm really. not a teabagger. <laughs> Except for one time when I accidentally did hit Hyven in the face with a legitimate teabag. But yeah. that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. Next week, update 2.5.2.2 goes live. Well, today, it's if you're the, listening to it, it's the Give Me Mountaintop update. Like yes. literally, 
I will be able to log in and just receive my my mountaintop. Same, yeah, me and. Aren't you the one who right. said you were gonna still try and get it between now and then? He's close to actually getting it the old school way, but I'm not, and I stopped when I heard that I was gonna get it for free. Really <laughs> <laughs> forget so, this. So I was like, yeah, I'm only like 10% away from actually getting it, and one of my clanmates, um, was like, you could just get it now if you just keep playing. And I'm like, part of me wants to. The other part of me doesn't want to at all. I'm done with grenade launchers <laughs> until I get it. So then I kept running around in Crucible with a grenade launcher. Um, <laughs> Logic. He's in from a happy event, buddy. Yeah. 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 And there are going to be other changes in the update, but like that's, that's, that's not the that's only fun. thing that's happening, but it's the only thing that matters here in this podcast. Exactly. That's the only thing that matters to me. That's why it's the only <laughs> thing in the show notes. <laughs> Also, win, also Windigo's bounty. You're also, it's also the Give Me Windigo. Update. And it's funny that you say it's the only thing in the show that. notes because Elmas actually had to add another bullet point to the show notes for this. I did. I, oh, because, well, that I'm one. sorry, not Elmas. Hyven. Hyven had to add it because Elmas was so distracted by this. Well, when you wrote this, this hadn't happened, so. <laughs> right. All right, touche. And uh, that bullet point happens to be Destiny's new season pass. I think they're calling it Battle Pass. No, everyone else has been calling it to in a negative way. (laughs) They're just calling it their battle pass. I just had a couple quick thoughts on it. I've heard good, bad, mostly like some wishy-washy opinions on it. Uh, For me, I don't think I would not compare it to a battle pass uh, because, to clarify, this is not a pass that you buy. Also, this is basically just a rank up, like tree, that you get when you buy the. that specific season because remember you can buy seasons individually for 10 bucks when you purchase the season you get that so it, it's really handy there you're not having to buy extra i wouldn't call it pay to win because uh, i knew some people said that they saw there were like exotic engrams and stuff on that remember we get exotic engrams we used to get exotic engrams in fact it's actually just giving people who are free to play something so you're not paying for more um you're paying and you're getting your you're getting stuff. So I don't think it's going to be that bad. Uh, a lot of people are talking about the whole catch-up mechanic that one of my other co-hosts might mention. But um, before I get into it, I'll let Mrs. Hyven start. Right. No, I was going to say I saw somebody on Twitter this week who was like, why do they just keep releasing these as season passes? Just give me a yearly pass. I want all the Destiny all the time. And I was like, I like this person. Claps to this person. Or Actually, I'm sorry, because I am who I am. We're going to make an L Woods reference, and we're going to say snaps to this person. And for those of you who don't know who Elle Woods is, Legally Blonde. This one particularly from Legally Blonde 2. Watch the movie. Get there. Elmist, any thoughts on the game? On the game, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, just to clarify, uh, the actual rank-up tree is going to be available. And, and, like, there's nothing exclusive to, or at least from what I've seen, there's nothing exclusive to actually buying the season pass and, and the, all the seasons a la carte. Yeah. Um, well, other than what, other than the stuff you get, I mean, because remember, you get stuff by purchasing a season pass. So it's only fair that you might right. get specific things. So in fact, I think it's actually more forgiving because now they're giving out some of the weapons to people that are not that are tied to a, a paid expansion. Well, right. So like all that stuff would be like. An extra armor. ghost or, yeah. you know, an armor set. But, cosmetics. right, it's all cosmetic stuff. Stuff that, like, 
doesn't affect the actual gameplay. Yeah. Because remember, we had um, exotic quests this past couple seasons that only were given if you paid for the DLC. Right. And they're still going to do that kind of thing. But at least going this way, like they, they're going to have a tree that is specific to people who don't have the, the pass. So it's all going to be seasonal rewards. But then there's going to, you know, for the actual people who bought the season, it's going to be, you know, season and actual content rewards. And I like that. I think it's going to be all right. Um, we'll touch on it more when we get information. Flamin, Sean, have you guys seen any of the stuff about the new format? Do you have any thoughts? Do you care? Well, <laughs> I think, too, one thing is that they said, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that it's not going to be like a right away that you can purchase the stuff it's going to be later on which i think is kind of nice because you can kind of work up to that and let's say you know you didn't get to a certain point and you kind of want that stuff you can get it you know later in the season instead of right away and then it's not like you know everybody has this certain thing right away and i think that's kind of nice you know yeah i think it's in the same way if somebody bought you know the season like bought the season's pass um, not the like skill tree. The the old school like DLC, the expansion, like only a week before it ended, they would still get all of the content. So it's not like insane. Yeah, and I think they said uh they're it's a ten week season. They're looking at introducing that mechanic like two to four weeks towards the end. I also like how it's it has the two trees, kind of like in um other games with that kind of system. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna mention them. Most people know what they are. You um, can. It's not. We're I not don't gonna get want sued to though. But I like how it's new light players who haven't bought anything will still be able to get something from it. And if they want to, then they can purchase the a la carte seasonal, seasonal content, get the rest of that, and then go on from there. It's going to be a nice seamless change as opposed to, I don't get any of this unless I buy this. This is messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would become a problem if there was a lot of great stuff in there that um, you had to purchase along with the a la carte like DLC. That might be kind of crazy if it was a separate pass. Uh, but they've said that that is not the case, and, and we'll see what really happens with it. Now, here's a question for you guys. What do you think they're going to do with Bright Engrams? Because apparently, when you rank up, it's literally when you would have actually leveled up and gotten a Bright Engram. I think you'll just get them both, just to get your bright engram, but you'll also upgrade that. I mean, that's why I like it so much, because you literally just have to play the game and you get stuff. I think, it, uh, I think it could be that, or if they do away with bright engrams in general, which I don't think they will, but if they do, they could. They have the option to just add everything in throughout that season so that you can just pick it up by playing. And takes out that a bit of that randomness if they go that way, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I think Bright Vingrams will just continue giving old seasonal stuff, old seasonal content. Right. Um, what I had seen in one of the screenshots was that it actually talked about a best of year two engram. Yeah. Similar to what we've got right now for you know best of year one. Um, but we've seen them do multiple bright engrams in a single you know, time frame. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Oh, the only other thing I want to mention is it's definitely, I would say, not pay to win. Just, um, so like the armor 
that you might get from doing the thing. They said that it's not going to be like the highest tiered, like old school, like tier 12 armor. They you know, mentioned that you're going to have to do the event to get better rolls. So it's just giving you the bare minimum. Uh, so I don't think Bungie's going to go pay to win. They never have. So I think we'll be all right, but we'll see. That's all I got. All right. Mrs. Hyvin's Corner. Sometimes it involves listeners' Q&As. All right. So we got an email this week from Python Kitty. Um, I really appreciate the very first line. It says, I don't have Twitter, so hopefully you appreciate an email. Guys, we always appreciate Always. <laughs> Shout out to Joey Cantola, first and second email. He and I actually <laughs> went back and forth on Twitter this week. And uh, I told him, I said, don't worry, you'll always be our first and second email. Um, so it was, a, that was a nice back and forth. Shout out to Joey. I had fun chatting with you this week. Um, everybody else hit me up. I enjoy chatting with you guys, but anyways, Python doesn't have Twitter. So they went ahead and sent us an email and it was a great email. We, um, there's a lot to it. We're not going to touch on everything, but there's some questions in here. We do want to go through. Um, one thing I specifically want to talk about is how I appreciate that. Um, they appreciate that I'm on this podcast because sometimes they don't get things either. And <laughs> I'm able to be like, hey, I don't understand. Further explain. And so they learn a little bit from that. So it makes me feel like I have a purpose. I know we always say I do, but it's nice to have that um, validated, you know, because sometimes they do just feel like. telling you that? <laughs> yeah. Your sometimes husband. they do just feel like I was like, honey, I want to be on the podcast. And you were like, okay. And now I'm here. So it's, it's nice to hear from other people that they appreciate it too. Um, also, shout out to Python. They uh, referenced that they are going to be debuting a new Mara cosplay outfit um, at a convention coming up. We'd love to see pictures of that. I personally sure. love Mara. So awesome. I'm glad that we could uh, get you excited about that by going over the Mara Cine lore. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah I, I hope you have your Shuraido with you, too, because I ship I ship them so hard. Um, anyways, getting right. off topic a little bit here. Um, so one of the things they actually, Python Kitty asked us was, basically, how do we get into the lore? And I kind of stopped and like, was talking to my co-host, and I was like, how have we never touched on this? We do a whole podcast on lore, and we've never discussed why we like the lore. Um, so that's kind of our listener Q and a this week. And I thought that was a really good one. Cause we always talk about like, what's our bias, what's our opinion, like, where are we coming from? So yeah. Why do we like the lore? Where are we coming from you guys? And I'm going to throw it to Elemis to start first. So for me, I was really bored one day. Um, this was back in destiny one year two, the taken King had just come out and I was I'd heard about this website called Ishtar Collective and I started browsing it and I discovered something called the Books of Sorrow. <laughs> and yeah, that that's a whole trip. Um, <laughs> and I was like, there's other entries that aren't related to this. What? What is all this? So I just started digging into it and it started watching some videos from uh, my name is Bife and my Ellen Games, and I'm like, this is, why isn't any of this story in the game? <laughs> Ivan, what about you? Um, well, as I've mentioned before, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and as someone who was starting out Destiny in the original beta, um, I just decided to see if there were any Destiny podcasts because I used to listen to like Halo stuff, and 
uh, I found uh, Guardian Radio, like one of the first things. They were going like a year before the game even came out. And um, that kind of got me into just discussion about the game. And I just kind of started looking around. And somewhere along the way, yeah, I kind of got introduced. You know, I got all the, all the reviews about how the game had no story. Um, you know, it might it might have been... They didn't have Bife on there at the time. But it was just kind of... I started looking stuff up after listening to podcast, podcast, found videos, various stuff. And I got the... The first thing that I can remember is just hearing the story about Dwindler's Ridge. One of my favorite things. Shin Malfer and Dredgen Yor. And I was just so curious. Um, I think a lot of people have that similar thought because that was one of the first things that was introduced. Um, and then just kind of playing with raids and things like that, I was always just so interested in uh, kind of just the story behind things and kind of just continued on. And yeah, I mean, I kept going with videos, started listening to lore podcasts, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but that's kind of what got me into it. So, um, for myself... Yourself? Yeah. Well, I started dating this guy and he was kind of a huge gamer nerd. And, you know, back in the day when you're trying to impress them and they go on and on and on about that stuff. What does lore mean? (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, it was always like he would always say like, oh, you know, like talking about how, you know, maybe his family like didn't always understand like him and his gamer side and everything. So I really wanted to support that and and encourage that and and be that good girlfriend (laughs) and be interested. So yeah, what does lore mean? What do you mean there's story that's not in the game? What are you talking about, Vanilla Destiny? And I would sit there on the phone or on FaceTime and go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'd pick up like every fifth word and I'd only be somewhat interested. But I would try and like feign interest because I was trying to be impressive and like get him to like me. And one day... I just kept hearing about it and finally was like, this stuff's really cool, actually. Yeah, because even when we were dating, you'd seen me play before, but it yeah. wasn't until like, much later that you were like, this is going to stick around in our uh, relationship. This game's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It like took a while for me to be like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. I need to actually start showing real interest in this. Um, I think it was after we got married that I even played for the first time. And I just started being like, wow, this game's actually really cool. And the story's actually really cool. And the story writers are amazing and the world they've created is amazing. And I just started like becoming blown away by it. So it turned into a real thing for me. It started as me just trying to get the guy. And, uh, you know, most people say when you get married, you stopped caring about those kinds of things that you cared about when you were dating. And for me, it was kind of the opposite. I actually got addicted and now I'm here. (laughs) All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alamus had said said he wanted to say something, but apparently the moment for the joke has passed. Now I want to know what it was, though. As you were describing it, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Should Hyven be listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> right? What guy were you dating? Right. That's so funny. <laughs> no, no, it was Hyven. I, all the other guys I had ever dated before that gamed were like, Call of Duty. And I never got into those because I never saw the point. I'm not saying that people who play Call of Duty, you know, like, you do you. But, like, I didn't see the point. I didn't see the story. I didn't see the beauty. Like, you know, and and that's why I think I was so genuinely blown away by this. Because there was something so much more there that I could actually, like, really sink my teeth into. Oh, yeah. What about you, uh, Sean? 
Um, so I always, I always liked just the hearing and seeing the stories because in D1 they each uh like everything was tied to the guns, the weapons, and all that. So I would read those as I could, and then kind of like with Elemist, whenever um, Taken King came out. The weapon for No Time to Explain also came out, I think, if I'm remembering that correctly. Yep. But there was a mission in there that involved going to a Crucible map that I had played on forever, which was Twilight Gap. Um, and there it kind of went into the backstory of Anna Bray and how her her golden guns were so intense in that day that pools of light from them still remained that you were using to kind of traverse the landscape. Um, but then also hearing about how Crota basically got thrown foot first into a vec gate kind of spurned oh, my yeah. interest as well <laughs> and what about you flamen um so i'm gonna keep it honest with you guys <laughs> i never played d1 until i played d2 i got into d2 Flamin, I because i still haven't played d1 so i got into destiny because this guy i was playing gta with he said, hey, you got to get this game. It's super awesome. I'll play it with you. And so I got Destiny 2. He stopped playing it. I really enjoyed it. I couldn't really find a clan. I got into this clan. There was this weird guy in it. You know, we kind of somehow became buddies. Um, and he really liked the lore. And I, I was just some guy who played Crucible, really. You know, not much has changed. <laughs> But it's like he talked about this lore and it sounded so interesting. And then I kind of I'm not really like up to date with a lot of it, but I've just it's just so fascinating in a way. And I just enjoy it. Also, too, that guy is Elemis, by the way. Say, nobody like, got that. Flamin was one of the original clan mates. Yeah, right. And then Ellen found another words. lore buddy, and then they just kind of all lorgasm together. That's <sighs> a lore explosion. Yeah, so. shout out to that. I think we all kind of found the clan around a similar time, and I joined yeah. in, and Flame and Elemist were already there, but I, me and Sean uh, yeah. joined in, and we all kind of just We've kind all of kind of branched off. off little bits here and there into other clans, but like we still play together, and apparently, you know, still podcast together. Represent <laughs> Clan Apex! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's actually sad. I'm actually in Elemis's clan, not my husband's clan. Um, because Elemis's clan is far more social than my husband's, so I prefer Elemis's. <laughs> I take great offense to that, personally. You're the only chit-chatter in your clan, and you know it. That's very fair, actually. Wait, the only one? No, 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 no. I'm the only one There's one talks. other one, but There's I want to other one. <laughs> and we won't mention his name. We just want him to be quiet. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh all right Wait, so i'm not a chit chatter yeah okay. flamin's in the mark my clan he's a big not always a chit chatter no <laughs> sorry flamin if you thought you were a chit chatter oh no i know i'm not I was like, come on all right you had some all responses right. from a couple people I too did you want to touch on any of those yeah so I specifically tweeted out two days ago, knowing that we'd be touching on this, and I asked everybody, I said, what has, I, I said that the question was, what made us fall in love with the Destiny lore? And I told them we'd like to know about them. 
Um, so we got three responses. Shout out to Michael, to Orchid, who told me I could just stick with Orchid, but it is pronounced Kida. Um, so she did finally clarify, but she gave me permission to Thank stick God, with you're killing it. I jeez, never mind. And uh Daniel Lucas. So Michael said, so for me, I would say it would have to be the bungee story writing in D1. And all we did our missions with our with their bounties, we had our vanguard, but it wasn't until late D1 where they really started to throw story into these characters. They were kind of a mystery. And when some of these characters' backgrounds started coming forward, I mean, on folks with all these different races having their separate lore and actual in-depth detail to background really just ties it all together. So in the end, I'd say Bungie got me into the lore. Thanks, Bungie. So that was from Michael. Um... Orchid, she shouted shouted it out. Uh, she said, it wasn't the lore, but the people who loved the lore. I wanted to learn more about it, and here were two full-on lore nerds who wanted to teach us. It was a win-win situation. And uh, she said, I could be lazy, and they could make a podcast that I could listen to on my way to work in the mornings. She said, now I'm actually interested in it. Now that the lore is five years old and totally in-depth, I love the cabal and hive stories. And want to give literal hugs to the elixir. Um, so I would go ahead. <laughs> I would just like to say, you know, I don't know how long Orchid's drive to work is, but mine is like 18 minutes. Granted, <laughs> I'm, you know, trying to be there at 3 a.m., but it's like I don't have any traffic, so I don't know how long her drive is. But it's like I'd only get into like the first 20 minutes of this <laughs> podcast, so. And since Flamin is so yeah. busy at work all the time, he never has time to listen to podcasts at work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I also want to <laughs> let Orchid know, because I know she's listening, whether it's on your way to work, at work, or wherever. Um, as I was reading that, Elemist and Hyven both threw up heart signs to you, and Sean typed in chat, heart sign. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Um, we're glad that Orchid was actually the one who originally suggested the podcast, and we're glad you did, because... It's turned it's into a such Discord a fun um, activity for us. But yeah. All right. And last but not least, Daniel Lucas. Um, he said that it was the last word and Thorn Grimmar story that hooked him. He said, I always felt Bungie urging to do a great, dark, hard sci-fi tale since Marathon and through Halo. Reading that made me realize the world had a depth bit present in the campaign. And it was all extremely my beep. <laughs> that's awesome yeah so <laughs> it was great to hear I'm so glad you guys reached out to us and let us know what made you fall in love with it um, I hope you enjoyed hearing why we love it so much um, and what got all of us into it for all of our different little walks of life and uh, yeah I guess I will turn this podcast um, over to Hyven, who I think is going to give us a brief intro into the topic and just kind of summarize part one. I was going to let Elmas continue on hosting. I was just going to do a summary once he gets to that. Oh, well, apologies. I'm going to oh, turn right. it back over to I'm Elmas. The host. You're the host. <laughs> I'm just the host of Mrs. Hyven's Corner. There was a lot in my corner today. I needed to tidy up, but I'm done now. Wow, that was. Oh, sorry, those. Are you making fun of my hands? Those gestures, man. <laughs> All right. Yes, visual cues and an audio podcast. So, <laughs> I think one of mine equals oh, two God. of yours. 
Stubby fingers. Well, this is being lost on the audience, so. Anyway. Just know that one of Flamin's equals two of yours. The book is a long letter or a journal written by Cade Six. Uh, it was covered in two parts. Obviously, this is not part one. This is part two. Part Go one was episode 35. And it was all obtained by opening Cade's stashes. And the easiest way to do that was the ace in the whole mission. Hyven, uh, did you want to give a brief synopsis of last episode? Yeah. Guys, so. we should officially just start having <laughs> synopsis on here to do this. Yeah. <laughs> There's a clanmate named Synopsis. We should commission him just to read like something we send him that's like the overview of last episode. <laughs> synopsis from Synopsis. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, so we left a little bit on a cliffhanger last week. If for some strange reason you do not listen to part one, and also for our guest hosts who might not be familiar, uh, we got the introduction of the Vanguard Dare and about how the Vanguard before Cade, Andal, had changed as he went to the tower. And um, But then we got into our last card, them talking about the Dare related to Tanix, who was this fallen boogeyman that came out in stories. And uh, they had some run-ins with him, and he actually killed a Guardian, full-on RTL, returned to light, and... Took out uh, poor Lush's ghost. Um, so they ran out of there, and it ended with them saying that they got a little too cocky. And that's kind of where we pick up. All right. Hyven, All right. take over the lore book reading. Here we go. Turn. Hanix didn't announce himself. Didn't say a word. Just laughed a few times and tried like hell to kill us all. But we knew it was him. The stories matched the story. You know? which meant the boogeyman had a face. The boogeyman was real. We could hunt real. We could track real. We could end real. Andal said something like, the hunter's about to become the hunted at the hands of the hunters he'd hunted. I know. Don't laugh. I didn't. He was a great guy, even if his humor was a bit forced. Seems like a nice way to put it. But he wasn't wrong. Lush wanted to join up. A little payback for his little light. But we nixed that. Love the kid. But no ghost meant no way. Poor fella died his final death, RTL, less than a cycle later. Went on a run solo. Didn't tell anyone. Never came back. Shiro used to spin stories about him. Still does. Like, he's still out there. Living a life we only dream of. Traveling unknown roads. Digging up untold treasures. My favorite's the one about the Rat King. How Lush joins up with a folktale and together they fight the wars we don't see. It's just fantasy, fantasy, but I like it. It's a kind of bed story I used to tell Ace as he was fighting off sleep when he was here. But he's not here. Neither is Lush. Neither is Andal. And someday, neither will I. Didn't have a hunter vanguard back then. What with Kauko's Swift River finally being declared dead after two years MIA, and his dare nowhere to be found. Speaker said it was on the rest of us hunters to figure it out. That first night back, Andal and I were up late. Not a new thing. He drank. I drank. He got tanked. I'm a robot. And we made the pact. Dare issued and accepted. See, there was that opening on the Vanguard, hunter slot. We both wanted Tanix. 
Only one would get the killing blow and the glory. The loser had to hang them up and lock themselves away in a tower. Leave the lonely roads to real dealers. We both laughed. Wow. I wish I could hear him laugh again. Just once. Funny how all the cool kids leave the party too soon. So sad. Oh, my God. That's just sad. That last line hit me hard, too, man. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but it did. I mean, you know, I'm just sad now. Well, yeah, especially when we're, we this came out, you know, we lost, he lost Andal, we've lost Cade. I mean, this whole yeah. card kind of is, is, gets a bit emotional, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's he's uh, he's being real. This is the realest we ever get, Cade, is in these cards. I do like yeah. how, um, I like how even though, like Miss Hyman said, um, it's very, it's a very dark overall tone. You can still see and hear Cade's, uh, Cade's hunter comedic um, colloquialisms. Yeah. I, I yeah, was gonna go with a bigger word, but no, that's a good, that's a good word. I like that. I like that. Um, no, I like but when just like you know, I'm a robot. Like I can't get drunk. <laughs> and how he, and that's that's very common, or that's very common with um, like dark humor. It's coming from a very dark place but they try to sprinkle in the humor to not only make others feel better but to make themselves feel a little bit better as well yeah, and i appreciate that last week the one's laughing the most and it's the saddest yeah exactly and it left an awkward silence like this last week too <laughs> babe what you got uh i just want to give a shout out to good old lush um we see that they wouldn't let him go because he missed he didn't have a ghost unfortunately they say that he died nobody really knows what happened to him but my favorite is, is he really dead? Kate calls it a fantasy, but my favorite's the one about Rat King. How Lush joins up with an folktale, and together they fight the wars we don't see. It's just kind of ironic that we have a weapon called Rat King uh, that makes you go invisible. And it's just, I like to think of the fact that Lush had some grand adventures involved with, like, Rat King and how it came to us. Some kind of crazy thing. He's still out there. He is the... uh. Uh, what's what's the what's the the old folk tale? What's his face with the flute? The Pied Piper. The Pied Piper. Yeah, Lush is the Pied Piper. <laughs> Him and the Pied Piper can continued on. I just I don't know. It's it's interesting, but I think there's got to be some merit to the fact that Rat King actually exists. Well, and 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 I mean that alone, like it's not a coincidence that it's in here. Mm-hmm. Like going meta for a second. Bungie's writers. That's, how, like, that's all we ever do. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. Uh, going meta for a second. Like Bungie's writers are like, hey, we have this gun with with some weird lore. Let's tie it in somewhere and not explain it at all. <laughs> right. It, and I'm totally behind it. <laughs> yep. So keep in mind that we finally get clarification of what the Vanguard Dare was. Two people wanted to kill Tanix. Open slot in the Vanguard. Uh, so one half-drunk knight, on one of the parties at least, they decided that whoever got to kill Tanix got the glory, and the loser had to become the Hunter Vanguard. Uh, so we can guess how this continues on. Jade got the final kill. Yeah? Yeah, Spoiler maybe. Alert. Maybe. Spoilers. Oh, my bad. Oops. I, I don't <laughs> I'm sorry. The answer is kind of. Tanix doesn't. Tanix has been killed like five times. So. Well, <laughs> he's a D1. Are we ball. sure he's he not a cat? 
We killed Tanix twice ourselves, actually. So wait, doesn't he come back in Shadowkeep too? Or no, right. that's a different guy, right? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> One of the shadow or people are saying it's Skolas, but I'm like, no. Yeah, that's otherwise Tanix makes sense. What? He's bringing he's Shadowkeep knowledge up here, man. Are we sure he's not a cat? He has more lives than I think we could ever count. Well, last card, they talked about how he's hard to kill. They know no. Pretty much. All right. All right. Well, anyone else have anything I'm... else to add? I'm good. All right. Well, then I believe it. you have the next card. Yep. I'm doing it. All right. Um, also, just a reminder, we talked about it last week. All of the names for these cards come from poker terms. So just a reminder, because this next one is called All In. Hey, kid, I know I don't write you often, you know, but it's better than never. Ain't easy for me to find the words. I mean, it is. I find them. But I know they're not always the right ones. Too much flash. Too much looking out for how I'm looking. Not enough just telling it how it is. That's why I'm doing this, Ace. That's why you and me are having these words. Easier to say them than scrawl them. This way, now I know I'm doing it. It feels more honest if I'm being, feels more true. This is, and I'm sorry it's like this, but I can only talk to you in my mind, in my heart. This is how one-to-one works now. Father and son. Cade and his firecracker ace. What am I doing? Reality is, ain't no telling who I'm talking to. Hell, could be me. The me after me. Hi, me. Looking good. Sorry you can't remember all you can't remember. That's just an exo's lot in life. Though, if you are me sitting on the other side, I gotta tell you, I never wanted this. You never wanted this. I made it real clear to the big Z. Tycora, Banshee, Amanda, my pal Jimmy down at the ramen spot. That if anyone ever finds that deep stone crypt thingy, I stop counting at six. No higher. You hear me? No higher. Think there's just something about the number seven that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Unlucky, overrated. I don't know. Just a number with bad mojo in my book. So if you've got a seven in tow or above, someone's changed the game. Someone's not playing nice. Might want to do something about that. If you haven't listened to the earlier files, the start of this ramble, find them. Hear them. You might not want to take lessons from an unknown reflection, but trust me, whatever kind of man you are, you can be better. Also, there are journals. Don't call them a diary. A three-eyed gal with a preference for deep holes and nightmares always call them diaries. Don't take cues from her. Anyway, end of the day, new me, if that's you, you get to choose who and how you want to be. The hope is maybe I can guide you a bit like the me before me did. And when you get to the part about the kid and the girl, my ace and my queen, they're yours too, by right, because they are all yours, a gift, and you'll be better for it. And if you don't feel that thing, that soft spot in the middle of all that circuitry, and you get to them, then if you are me, 
You aren't like me at all. That means you're trouble. The good kind or the bad, impossible for me to know. All I can do is give you the tools to raise you right. That goes for you too, Ace, if you're listening. Hell, it goes for anyone, strangers, old friends, new enemies. Learn from me. Be better than me. Because I really hate to think whoever you are is someone I wouldn't get along with. I really, really like how he he basically pours out everything in this in this uh, not diary because that's how that's how that doesn't come across. Um, but I also like how he, he brings up and references he doesn't want to come back as Kate Seven, and if he does, then someone did something that they weren't supposed to. That was my right. He's told everyone, even down to Jimmy at the ramen spot. Mm-hmm. So, and branching off of that, like, everybody's theory when we first learned about Cade dying was, oh, we're going to go hunt for the Deep Stone Crypt and bring it back as Cade 7. Right here, they just shoot it down immediately. I mean, I, still I think mean they do, but they don't. They say that he, he didn't want, want that. Yeah, I know. But I think that was... That, that doesn't mean something time. couldn't go horribly wrong and finding Cade and making True. a Cade 7 isn't the answer. True. I play on both sides of that game for Cade. Like, part of me wants to respect his wishes, but part of me is also like, come back to us. I'm, I'm with you there. At the end of the day, I think it's better to leave him dead. Yeah. Flamin, you had a thought? So, I just have kind of one quick thing that I kind of find ironic in a way. Because he doesn't want to come back as Kate 7 because he says it's unlucky and stuff. But for Bungie, their big number is 7. So it's just kind of a weird a little that kind of thing. That, but, you know, I really like this one because he also starts it out as he's talking to Ace. And then the whole middle part, he's talking to himself. And then he kind of goes back to ace at the very end and i kind of feel that in a way because that's kind of how i tell stories they <laughs> somehow <laughs> start at one point and then there's like oh yeah this and i go off topic and then it's like wait did i actually finish what i was talking about it's like oh no i haven't don't worry I no one's a worse storyteller than sean you're it's true i'm I, i'm notorious for it yeah i wonder if that's <laughs> a trait of of hunters in general <laughs> I find Dang it, that's why i switched to hunter because my stories are so bad that's your crazy. communication that's is severely lacking yep hey i just want to say i've played titan and warlock before so yeah the only thing he can do jumping well, do puzzles with this is warlock <laughs> <laughs> somehow ironically Hey, is there a jumping puzzle in here? Switch to Warlock. It gives you, like, a nice controlled, like, flow. I like the Titan for that. It just works for me. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. How do you use Blink? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. For zero well, hour, get anxiety. Right. And, okay. like... Blink into a fan blade. Die. Uh, Start over. Uh, but no, the only thing I wanted to point out was, as Flamin mentioned, this is our first reference to Ace referring to him as his son, and of course, also his queen. So we get a reference to um, the part about the kid and the girl, which he's going to go into more of. 
Um, but we had theories about that whole thing for a long time because we had heard about this kind of relationship. But uh, yeah, so keep that in mind because those two individuals will come into play as we continue. Um, real, real yep. quick, he's a human or an exo? We'll like... get to that. We'll okay. Because I'm just really confused on how that all kind of how goes his down. Son can live forever if he's. Not an XL? Yeah. <laughs> good question, good question. Or he could be writing to his dead son. Or maybe he just... Personally, every time he... I think he's writing to his dead son, and this is just, like, that's why he said, like, that's how our one-on-ones are now. Because, like, he's head. not here anymore. Yeah, it's in his head. Mm, Mrs. Hyven that's my opinion got... as we move forward. Yes, Mrs. Hyven is hitting on an important... So we see topic. Mrs. Hyven's bias. <laughs> I understand it. I mean... We already talked about that I talk about my dead dad, you guys, so we'll just go into that. No, but I get it. Like, it's true. You don't you don't stop thinking about that person or thinking about conversations or things you'd want to tell them. And it's just, it's it's how the conversation changes. I mean, for me, there was never any conversation. It was five months. I couldn't say a word. <laughs> but, so for me, this is how the conversation's always been. But, you know, like, I've lost other people, and that's just kind of how the conversation changes. It just becomes in your head. Because you still kind of want to tell those people those things, especially the important ones. Cade might be the most human of all of us as we keep going through this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I think that's what kept Cade grounded, especially as he was trying to teach, yeah. like, the future hymns. You know, I, I think if I quick. were Cade and I was trying to, like, if I knew there'd be another me and I wanted to make sure that me had the right thoughts and feelings... I think that's where I would head and hit. What's up? What's up? I just want to ask if you know, if you've read this before. I have not. I have not read this. You're doing a fine job. (laughs) Thanks. But no, I mean, like, personally, that's, I was, because he even says in here, like, if you're not feeling that warmth and that middle circuitry, then you're probably not a good version of Cade. Like, he understands, like, those were the people in his life that kept him grounded, potentially even as a human. And those are the people who are going to keep him grounded and a good person as an exo and as a guardian. And that's what I'm getting from that. Any other thoughts? Yeah, she got mm, deep, man. I, I know. Mm. That, that was we get intense sometimes. Deep. We do sometimes. The lore's got a lot of depth to it, man. It's, you don't expect I'm, Kay to not just be a joke, but he's pretty serious. No, that's why I'm kind of mad at Elemis, because like, he got me into the lore. You know, I'm not like into it like as much as he is, but like I'm really curious about it and stuff, and so I'm kind of mad at him about that. No way. Because he's got but at the same time you're to like Cade. But then I'm like, thank God, Elmus for getting me into the lore. Missed you gotta listen so to the much. podcast, otherwise just read. Otherwise you gotta read. You know, at your breaks that you sometimes have it in your busy job. <laughs> I got yelled at about uh, one of those one day. Oh no. My 15 minute break was like an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that might be. You could listen to an episode, <laughs> right? Or I he could at least get halfway. I guess yeah, they right. frown on that. <laughs> I guess. So what I'm hearing is you're upset at Elemis because he made you um, feel that that feeling in the soft spot in the middle of your circuitry. Yes, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's why I like Sean that. sometimes. Sean's bringing stuff sometimes. to the group. Well, speaking of well, Sean, that, Sean yeah. yeah, would you like to read your first card ever? Sure. 
Um, this one is Still River. <laughs> River. Honor? It's tricky. Means different things to different folks. Like your word. Well, your word's your word. You give it, you keep it. Do that, regardless of all the rest. And that's honor right there. And let me tell you, kid, honor matters. It's a weapon in its own right. And a shield. Zavala knows. Ikora knows. Saladin and Shax, they probably know a little too much. All the best guardians know. People trust your word. They'll trust you. And trust? It's hard to come by and easy to lose. Give your word. Keep your word. And when all else fails, you'll find you have friends there to pick up the slack. Even if you don't, you find yourself all alone, odd stacked, final curtain set to drop. At least you can go out knowing you did the right thing when it was asked. Now, don't get me wrong. The right thing, like honor, can be a malleable concept. It shifts and bends. I'm getting poetic here. Waxen Warlock, we called it. Not my intent, but sometimes I can see the value in their thinking. Their way with words. Ah, look at that. There's another lesson. Find value in another. I don't have much in common with a ramrod titan or a floofy warlock, but that's the key. You know, you mentioned trust, and you mentioned, like, keeping your word and stuff. And to me, just in life, those are, to me, big things, you know? Because if, if you can't be, you know, a man of your word, then you're kind of, you know, breaking that trust at that point. And, you know, I try to be a man of my word as much as I can. I'm not the best at it, but I try as best as i can and i i don't know i like how they kind of in a way also put real life kind of things that you should be caring about let's do i kind of like that ramrod titan and floofy warlock part so (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's so real yeah right i like how he says he's getting poetic because i like really felt that about those words like i i felt the poetry in what he was saying Elemis, do you have a comment? I, I gotta agree with Flamin. Like, for sure. At the end of the day, all you have is your word. And if you go back on your word, then what good are you to the people around you? You know, and, and that's what Kate's getting at is that, you know, your word builds trust, trust builds honor, and that's what people value. Um, and I, I was laughing to myself when it said, you know, and trust, it's hard to come by and easy to lose. No, I've gotten several trusts from the drifter. (laughs) 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 Sean, you had a point. Um, I especially like the point or the part where he says, now don't get me wrong. The right thing like honor can be malleable concept. It shifts and bends. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a saying that I hear every once in a while it's the right thing and the hardest thing or the right thing and the best thing aren't always the same. Um so the right thing like keeping your word you could say yeah I'll do this at this time but then something massively damaging comes up. If that person can't reschedule you still have to keep your word for that. 
It's not, it may not be the best thing, but it's the right thing to do. And I like how he brings out that that, that concept is ever shifting and ever changing. Yeah. Well, it's like my Nana used to say, you, uh, you got to take the first girl you asked to prom to prom. You can't ask one. And then if something better comes along, take that one instead. You got to stick with the first prom date. Does that apply to marriage? Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Good thing I got a good one. I'm screwed then. No. What if you've never asked a girl to prom because you never went? And... So the right, concept is <laughs> if you stick with a plan, you don't cancel it because something better comes along. That's I make what no she plans was teaching in, life. in that situation. Can I just say, Mara stuck to the plan. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what? I'd take Mara to prom. Yeah. Anyway. Hell, I'd take Mara to prom. <laughs> Do you keep your helmet on? Or do you take that off as well? You know it. Okay. How do you think that oh. one other horn broke off? Oh, prom night. That was actually oh, Ikora. I was but... about to say, I feel like that's Ikora. It was, yeah. It's I, more I... fun to suggest other things. I have a meme that I need to send you, Mrs. Hyven, but it it's talking about, like, Mara looks at Shax, and she's like, are you going to keep that helmet on? And it shows the actual, like, setting where you keep your, you know, your oh. helmet. <laughs> always on, or, or only in the tower. Always on, or only, <laughs> you know, off in social spaces. He's like, do you not see what I've picked? <laughs> oh, man. Funny. But back to that kind of, like, horror part i feel like mrs hyven is right with that but they just didn't want people to know so they made it seem like i it was like horror you know right. just yeah maybe you know the, the fall guy no gotta keep the rated t round up shack's horn is an aphrodisiac apparently oh, god. oh my god all right i was gonna say something about this card but i think it's been... right like we took this super serious deep card and came all the way over here crazy all right. Um, yeah. Oh, I got you now. I think that's it. I don't remember what my point was. I think my part was point point was just on the fact that uh, I think he refers to like honor and trust kind of being a separate thing. Um, you know, honor can be viewed as you know by different people different ways. But you know, giving your word and people being able to trust that you'll keep it. Not only is it as he says, your friends will be there to pick up the slack. But even if you're all alone, ad stocked stacked final curtain set to drop you can go out knowing you did the right thing when it was asked which is like deep because that's exactly what happened to Cade. But i know it made me so sad that's true though like when you have like that it, that gives you like self-worth worth even if nobody else recognizes it you know that like you kept your word and like you were trustworthy even if you didn't have any friends that can be enough it helps you sleep at night um I love the fact that he he specifically calls out Saladin and Shax. They probably know a little too much yeah. about honor. Um, and that's because, like, Shax especially, everybody gives him a, a bit of grief because of, you know, the Mara thing and, and how he's falling in love with her or, you know, how he just screams in the crucible all the time. <laughs> Dude, for those of you guys who aren't following Issa Cole's new Shax Motivation Twitter account, go follow it. It'll change your life. It's the best thing about my day. Motivational. It is the The best. Oh my god, I love it. (laughs) Um, but no. So, so getting back on this, 
the the uh, I believe it was the mountaintop. The actual lore entry for mountaintop. Shax is at Twilight Gap, and Saladin's like, "Fall back. We're we are going to lose the city." And Shax is like, "No, we are the final line. We will hold it." That and, burns the titan in me, man. Gets me that fire. Right. That's why I get myself killed at Crucible. Um, I am always the um, front line. I will chase down people. <laughs> can right. uh, I just make a quick mention, Elmist? How do you know what the mountaintop lore says if you don't have the mountaintop? <laughs> Ishtar Collective. Ishtar Collective. <laughs> Salty mo. <laughs> hey, you just I'm like salt bayed all over your screen. Salty mo. For update two point five point two point two. It's the Give Me Mountaintop quest. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, the main reason why I play Crucible, just to have Shaxx yell in my ear. <laughs> right? Oh, Life goal is for him to draw an emblem for me. Never happened. But the, uh, what is it, like 40 undefeated? <laughs> the 40 streak? 50? 50? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. He literally yep. freaks out and draws a picture for you. It's so great. Uh, all right. Okay. Flamin'. You ready for this, Flamin? Can I just mention, um, this card is called Showdown. Back to Honor. Back to Andal. Andal was my brother, figuratively. But I find, more often than not, the family you unearth along the way is more real than the family you thought was the... Never mind. Andal was my brother, period. Tanix was the four-armed murderer, guardian, hunter who... Yeah. Andal and I, we made a bet. Only bet ain't the right word. Not among hunters. What we did meant more. We offered a dare. The dare. I to him, him to me. Kill Tanix or get chained to the vanguard duty. Hunt the hunter and come out on top. Or wear a leash. This was our honor. Our word. The hunter dare dates back to nobody knows when. There are all kinds of stories about the first dare, but there's no way to discern the truth of a thing done. Who knows when by who knows whom. It was the first dare that time a hunter... Oh, and mind you, this was way before anyone even imagined calling themselves hunters or titans or warlocks. This was risen days. The chosen weren't organized back then. No code and didn't get it. No matter how much their ghosts talked their ears off, back when the first ones got their spark lit, they were just as likely to be a self-involved tyrant as a decent human being. Ask me to tell you about the warlords sometime. Ha! Huh, bunch of newly res tough guys misusing the light like a bunch of ignorum... <sighs> Fuck. I should have just stuck with it. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. Sometimes I just look yeah, just go with through it. it, and if just nobody stops me, I just keep on going. Yep. If it's a little too close. Quickly, I'd like to mention after you correct me on the warlords part, I almost said warlocks again. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Also been Any there. Warlocks would be offended. <laughs> yeah. Ask me to tell you about the warlords sometime. Ha! Huh, bunch of newly res tough guys misusing the light like a bunch of ignoramus. Ignorami? Regardless, not a fan. But who is? Am I rambling? Anyway, 
that the first challenge of honor between those who'd one day call themselves hunters was at the Tuval Valley Jump, the Shade Runner Sprint, the Moonlight Draw, Kuba Saul's Last Stand, the Great Scrounge Hunt, the Lesser Scrounge Hunt. No one knows. I sure as heck don't. But which was first? Don't matter. They were all first. They were all the dare to set the table and inspire other dares. What matters is, once a dare was offered, if it was taken, it was took. It was on you. It was in you. Not metaphysically. I'm not talking warlocks, hocus pocus. I'm talking honor. Accepting the dare is giving your word. So Andal and I were offered, accepted, and doomed ourselves because we didn't take into account the depths of my arrogance. Seems my arrogance is where it all falls apart. So, two things here. I love the great scrounge hunt, the <laughs> lesser scrounge hunt. Like, what the hell? Hey, that made me laugh, too. Um, but then, getting, getting real for a moment. Um, up near the top. You know, I, I love it. Andal was my brother, figuratively, but I find more often than not, the family you unearth along the way is more real than the family you thought was the... It, like, that hit me on a personal level. Thomas sure. ever ends up at some kind of ER around here? He doesn't have any family. We we are there. Dropping yeah, I always everything. tell Mrs. Ivan, you make your own family, so... Exactly. It's like this Destiny community, in a way... We're all kind of family, you know? Oh, yeah. At first, we start out as a bunch of strangers. Yeah. And we ask each other, like, weird questions. And then finally, we're like, hey, send, send pics. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we were supposed to get out of the weird questions phase? Uh, well, if you're a bow user, no. Hey, bows are beautiful weapons of war. Don't let anyone tell you differently. The Woken agree. Into this. Right, the Awoken very much so, especially Shirado. She's the one who can like bend it backwards and crazy. Right, bend it like Ida. <laughs> yes. Crazy. Okay. Uh, I liked it. I'm down for it. Finished your thought, uh, Flamin. I had a thought. I don't know. You were. You were. I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> you. You had a. You already made your thought. You were talking oh. about Destiny being family. You're talking about the community being family. Oh I yeah. Started out as a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, we all started out as a bunch of people, you know, who barely even really knew each other, didn't know what, you know, we look like, and, you know, now it's, it's like, you know, now not me, Now you're searching me, flights on kayak we'll... to see if you can get to our house tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's like there's going to be a pizza party, you know, that <laughs> someone who you. doesn't live on the same coast, you know, isn't going to be able to attend to. We'll it makes you feel any better. Party. I won't be having pizza. Well, that's just because <laughs> of your weird dietary needs. You better bring your own food, man. I, I can't well, help it. I'll die Sean, otherwise. Are you going to be there? Yeah, uh, I'm going to so. him. <laughs> Unless yeah. they lock the door on me. That's right. Which is very possible. It is Goldfish possible. has the key, but you don't. True. Ooh. I don't want one. <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. Oh, man. <laughs> then you'll have to feed the dogs when they go out. And like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not past the fact that I'm pretty sure one of their dogs might bite me. I don't know. I haven't met their dogs yet. First of all, my dogs are fabulous. Second of all, Sean, not 
it's a it's a high level of who I trust to watch my dogs. My own parents aren't allowed to watch our dogs. So I don't I don't know about Sean. I don't know. We'd have to do a dry run. <laughs> Babe, what you got? You got feelings on this? I do, on the card that is. That's <laughs> acceptable. Oh uh, yeah. Well I was waiting to hear about the dogs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. Also, you have met Callie, you just haven't met Kona. <clears throat> That's true. Fair enough. Right. Well, anyway, I was just going to comment on we finally get the introduction to the dare. Um, so he helps us to appreciate what the dare is. We've heard of the hunter dare. And as he says, when Elamist does, I was also laughing when he's talking about all these crazy events, the great scrounge hunt, the lesser scrounge hunt. Um, he mentions that nobody really knows where it started, but it started well before Titans, Hunters, Warlocks were even in classes. This is when they were all risen, uh, when it was warlords. And we've talked about that in some of our past episodes. Um, just kind of running amok and craziness was happening. Um, so it's really, really, it's been around for a really long time. And as this builds off of Cade's last card, for them, him and Andal at least, and it sounds like to all hunters, honor and trust is a, a really big deal. So when they made this bet, it was it was done. As he said, accepting the dare is giving your word. So Andal and I, we offered, accepted, and doomed ourselves. Um, so just keep in mind that Cade is a man of his word, um, and Andal was also, and that's kind of where the dare started out. Because hunters might be uh, flashy and crazy, but they're honorable. You can so, trust them. I'm curious on, so like, let's say, like, Cade was to die before Andal. <clears throat> what happens then? You know, does somebody else? Well, that's not how or, the story was written, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Or, like, what if, like, both hunters, so, like, what if Andal and Cade were to, like, go off on some, you know, magic adventure together, you know, hunting whatever, and then they both end up dying, you know? Well, then who I would then... Fall on somebody else. Yeah. So this is like, why we like... don't have a hunter vanguard right now, because the, the dare is something done amongst hunters. There is no, like, you make the challenge to the vanguard and they hold someone to it. So if everyone dies or just doesn't show up, well, they either can't be filled or you lose face and honor by not accepting the position. Um, so unfortunately, in a position where they just die, you just don't have a Hunter Vanguard, which is why there have been long stretch in the lore where they've not had Hunter Vanguards, why we don't have a Hunter Vanguard right now. Yep, yep. The one That's thing I wanted to clarify, um, this isn't the introduction of the Vanguard Dare, yeah, per se. It, sure. it is the introduction of this specific dare yeah. between Andal and Kate. <clears throat> yes, yes. As he said, they've been daring each other for a long, 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 long time. All right. Any other thoughts? Ooh. No, I don't have anything. Mm-mm. You ready, I, I should move into the next card. Sweet. Winner take all. Tanix was a pain. Turns out that wasn't the real problem, though it was high on the list at the time. The real problem? The freak's still a pain. He ain't no guardian, but the dude's been dead and not more times than I can track. Died twice by my hand alone. Second time, I even looked to deliver some insurance. But he was hauled off by his goons before I could add more lead to the collection I'd deposited in his chest. And neck. And gut. And head. But that second time don't matter. I mean, it does, sure. But the important bit here is our first go-round. When Andal and I made our bet, 
that wasn't a bet but really a dare, the dare, we were eager and ready to track Tanix and hit him with some payback. I had the good luck of finding Tanix first. Had the good luck to kill him, too. So I thought. So we all thought. What followed was a party. Osiris even showed up. He and the speaker had sent Saint-14 after Tanix as well. And maybe Sainty's one hell of a titan. But we're hunters. No way were we losing the kill. Looking back, I wish maybe we had. Andal kept his word. Joined the vanguard. I tried to talk him out of it. We'd made the dare in a compromised state. Shiro and I'd just been roughed up. Neon was gone. Lush was broken. Emotions were high. Liquid was flowing. Andal wasn't buying it. Neither was I. Not really. The dare's the dare. To back out would have been a mark. Would have called Andal into question to every hunter out there. Even to me. I never would have admitted it to him, but he'd know. Things got a little weird between us once he joined the vanguard. All my doing. And I missed him. Didn't like seeing one of the best rule breakers and world walkers anyone had ever seen bogged down with bureaucrats. But the weirdness passed. Brothers don't stay mad at brothers. That's just the way it is. As we settled into the new norm, the good times started to roll. They kept on rolling, too. For a while, anyway. All right. <clears throat> so this helps us to appreciate that Tanix is hard to kill. Cade himself has killed him multiple times. And if you played D1, you know that he didn't successfully kill him. Because um, we've killed him multiple times. Uh, but as he said, uh, based on what they thought, Cade won the dare. He killed Tanix. Um, Andal lost. So Andal had to join the vanguard. And as he mentioned, he tried to talk him out of it. But even Cade acknowledges that there was no way he could say no, because even Cade, he would lose face even with Cade, who was like his best buddy, his brother. So as hunters do, they, they keep their word, and he joined the vanguard. Uh, and part one of when we covered, we talked about how uh, the relationship between Cade and Andal was a little weird when um, Andal joined the vanguard. Um, and Cade mentions that again, that uh, their relationship was a little weird. It was all his doing. He missed him. Uh, but eventually, they got back into a new normal uh, for a time before we'll continue on. But, uh, yeah. So, Andal is definitely a man of his word. And I think that's why this is such a big thing for uh, Cade. Why he wants to stress the importance to his future self. is honor is like a big deal for him. And keeping your word in the same way his best friend did. Uh, Sean? Um, I just wanted to add in. I like how it's how it brings out uh, near the end. It says brothers don't stay mad at brothers. That's just the way it is. Um, any of you who have, and I know at least a few of us here have brothers or siblings in general, and I myself have two older ones, and I've seen them go full on at it as mad as they could possibly be. But in the long run, that doesn't actually matter. Not usually, just because that's just kind of the way family works. We gloss over things, we let things go because we love for each other. And I appreciate how they bring, how they show that kind of relationship with Cade and Andal. Yeah, good point. Anyone else have anything specific they want to touch on? Elements. Well, and to 
to build off of what Sean was saying, like it, it's not even just siblings. Like anybody that you consider like a brother, or you know anybody that you consider like family, you know you might fight, but at the end of the day, you guys are family, and, and like especially non-blood related family, like you chose to be a part of that family. You chose to to add those weirdos to your collective. Right. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> right. I've yeah. been expecting you. You and fight over fight over your disagreements on lores and conspiracies. Like I don't like it when you guys fight. They don't actually fight. They just have all these like disagreements. And I'm like, actually, I think it's something else. Well, actually, I think it's this. And I'm like, well, actually, I'm uncomfortable. We don't really, I don't even think I was disagreeing. We literally just, like, I think we're both at work, and we send quick messages through Discord with our thoughts. Right. That's for me, at least. It's like, oh, hey, I have a meeting in ten minutes, but let's just send this off. (laughs) I'm just going to type it out it is. Um, were you about to say... (laughs) It kind of sounded like it. Can you choose your own flame? I just I'd just like to say that in this card, I really liked it. I might have missed out because I might have gotten dropped. But um, I don't know. I really like this card. I like how, even though I've never read this card, I was right because I kind of predicted it. Just saying, you know. But I don't know. I just kind of like this card for some reason. I like all of them, but, you know, they're all kind of in their different ways. And, you know, I think that's why we always talk about how the lore is so good and why when you get into it, you really do get into it. Because it's like, it could be real and you kind of feel it and you can kind of predict, like, what's going to go on and, you know, you really can get into it really easy. So, I mean, this is a really, uh, this book is really good for people getting into the lore because everyone knows Cade, loves Cade, and this kind of gets into his, like, emotions, which, you know, Cade doesn't really share much. Well, and and even then, like, you go card by card and you're like oh this is my favorite entry oh this is now my favorite entry and like i, I like reading this book it was that way for me yeah. and that is why i dislike elmist <laughs> <laughs> okay well there's yeah, another reason amazing that and happened he like tells you yesterday. and you're like no stop it there's also another reason, but that one happened yesterday. A family fight sometimes. My goodness. Are you guys on... bitter? Well, Betty Elmist, over here. Elmist isn't. I, I still am because... Whatever. <laughs> hey, brothers, I mean, you did brothers the same don't hold thing, bruh. Yeah, you're right. F*** you, Elmist, for not telling me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, I'm going to bluff my way out this with our next card. Oh, bluff. God. Transition. Transition, brother. All right, all right. I'm gonna keep on reading with our next card. Bluff. I don't play well with loss. I just don't. It's something I tend to avoid actively. It's weird, but that's where my queen comes in. Before you make a reef joke or mention that mention that witch and her witches or her mopey little brother, don't. My queen is not that queen. My queen is love. My queen is my heart. My queen is hard to explain. She is my memory of love. My understanding of it 
only exists through her. But she's not here. She's long gone. So I cling to the feeling I get when imagining her. And when I do, I am oh so content. But it's a struggle. We lose so much in this life. Any life. All lives. Really. But this life, this last safe city, end of all things kind of life, even when we win, it seems like all we do is lose. Scratch that. I don't believe that. If there's one thing I'm not, it's a defeatist. I mean, I defeat. I definitely defeat. One might even say defeating things is my job. One of my jobs. One of many. What's not my job is pessimism. It's just not my thing. It's a high, I'm a high-octane optimist and nothing but hugs. Mostly. Not always. Always gets annoying. But mostly, I'm the life of the party. Now that you could tell from this... From all this woe-is-me, soul-bearing, I've been laying on thick for, what, 11 entries now? 10? In fact, at this point, if you're still listening, you're a braver soul than I. But where was I? Oh, yeah. Optimism. I'm full of it. Amongst other things, if certain unnamed individuals are to be believed. But, yeah. Each a new day we're here is one heck of a reward. Heck of a win. And we should own that. Enjoy it. Embrace it, but never take it for granted. <laughs> Had a warlock friend who used to say, take it for granted. Like The Rock. Like G-R-A-N-I-T-E. Smartest guy I've ever known. But maybe he wasn't, you know? For granted. <laughs> Almost as dumb as his catchphrases. Come on, Cade. Stay on target. Each new day. Hell of a thing. Embrace it. Enjoy it, but never forget, it's a hard life. And when friends fall, when brothers fade, when you're queen, when, when we lose the things that matter, well, a lot of people can use that, own it, that pain, that loss. They find a way to motivate, to celebrate. For all my charms, seeing the good and the gone ain't one. And my queen helps me through that. Because I believe she was something special. She was good. She had to be. And I, yeah, I do. So damn much. When the others I've lost along the way start to weigh me down, I think of her. And she just overwrites everything else. That's how strong her pull is. That's how big the hole she left is. Massive. It devours. She swallows all other bad things. Not sure it's healthy, the way I deal with loss, but it's my way, it works for me, and it makes me happy. Thinking of her makes me happy, and the loss fades away. Another sad With a lot of derailment. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of like our podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, this one definitely got me in my feels. And I always like to hear him talk about his queen, though. It's a... Uh, I don't know. Whether she's real or not, I know that there's definitely speculation as to whether or not she's real at what stage in his life or exo life or guardian life or reboots or whatever she was real. I like to think she was because I don't think somebody could love a figment of their imagination this much. And the important thing is he mentions that, you know, um, this is memory of love. 
she's long gone. So whether or not he remembered an individual or not, it does it doesn't matter because what he's feeling for who he thinks he had at some point, he still has that feeling. And that's yeah. especially got to be strong as an exo who he doesn't even quite understand his existence, but he knows that if he holds on that 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 Rick re-centers him as himself, which is big because there's all these letters are him telling himself how he should be better in his next life as an exo, right? And how his queen and ace are those two things that he should always have these feelings for. So regardless of who his queen was at one point, um, it's the feeling that he uses to kind of get through all difficult times. And the mist? Yeah, it's the motivation. That's what it boils down to is the fact that he he's remembering how he felt for the, his queen. You know, how he felt for the love of his life. Um, even though, like, he's gone through six EXO reboots and, you know, turning into a Guardian. <clears throat> so all of that should be wiped away. So he has no actual memory of her, but he remembers the feeling. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that actually carried over from him. We don't quite know. Best. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because I mean, we, we know that guardians that. feel strong emotion, like as soon as they're rezzed, and because he's an EXO, he can remember that. Yeah, it's really interesting. We still don't know how much EXOs know about, you know, what they get from when they're turned into an EXO, and then we've speculated, you know, for a long time that guardians don't carry anything, you know, except for we did our episode where like we think strong emotions do carry over. And we have examples of, like, the Drifter. We have these examples of, like, Cade. So um, it's definitely an interesting topic. Sean? Um, just something that I wanted to bring out from, uh, I think it was something that Elemis kind of touched on. Um, he uses his queen as kind of like a grounding rod. And whenever I first read this, um, if you've ever watched the show uh, Avatar The Last Airbender? <laughs> yes. Um, there's a point... Like, he has basically an overdrive where he can tap into all of his previous lives, and he kind of gets overwritten a little bit. Um, but similarly with Guardians and with him and his queen, strong emotions or a lightning rod, so to speak, can kind of pull him back and kind of, like uh, like Hyven said, recenter him. And I like how it shows that He's not completely untouchable. He needs that recentering, and he holds onto that with. Good reference, and definitely true. Kate is not as shallow as he makes himself out to be. Going off topic for a moment, you're thinking season two, the the season finale <laughs> there, aren't you? Maybe. Oh, that's oh, a, a great show. show. <laughs> Everyone should watch Last oh, Airbender. Netflix is bringing it back. Show. Not the movie they made, the original no, show. No, no. They made a movie. Uh, yeah, oh, last time I, I don't know what you're talking that. about. I don't remember that. Yeah. Last time I saw that, I was probably movie. like eight. <laughs> I love that show, man. You should revisit uh, it Flamin, as an adult. Yeah, you should redo Flamin, it. Now, a uh, new goal before you come here, before we let you come here, you <laughs> have to watch that entire series. So before tomorrow, <laughs> before tomorrow, you gotta binge watch all of it. Oh, sweet. So. And there's something to do topic. on the plane. Back onto the topic. Yep. Yep. You know, I like this one because, you know, he, like I even said, tries to make himself kind of, you know, shallow where he doesn't have, 
you know, emotions in a way. But, like, I like it because he kind of shares his emotions. You know, he has, you know, he feels love and, you know, tries to, you know, make himself, you know, seem like he doesn't. But in actuality, he does. And that's really cool. And you can see that in all these entries. And you know, he shares his feelings really well. And personally, I kind of wish I could share my feelings a little bit better than I do, you know? I kind of turn them into weird jokes sometimes, but, well, you know. Cade's doing the same yeah. thing. These cards, yeah. he struggled so much to get it out, but he finally does. And I think I, I can relate as a... Right? If a girl was doing this, it would take, like, one, maybe two entries. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I completely relate to this. I mean, it, it this is literally the Joker trying to get real emotion out. Um, it, like, we've we've touched on the past Not batman joker just to clarify guys i was curious for a second yeah okay <laughs> like a class clown joker yeah oh yeah. i was gonna say you're you're trying to like <laughs> we all went to a batman joker place has no real <laughs> feelings he's a complete and total psychopath you know i'm thinking of That's like Heath, L- Heath ledger <laughs> joker you know and so <laughs> i'm not really thinking guys. so i'm thinking of like uh, this psycho that you're trying to compare him to and no, so it's all okay about jack nicholson Oh my gosh, this is a whole other topic for another time, but sorry. I just figured I would clarify that because some other people might be thinking of Batman Joker like I was, and all of them were for a moment. Thank you. <clears throat> anyway, um, so like this is about the, the comedian getting that those real emotions out, you know. Um, we touched on it before that, you know, the, the ones who make us laugh are usually the ones who are fighting the worst sadness. And... This is him trying to battle that. This is him getting his emotions out so that... Don't eat him alive. Yeah. Well, I am excited for Mrs. Hyben to read this next card because this is going to be <laughs> one of those times where she uh, pauses, where she's stares at the camera, and gets pissed. Right. So, babe, are you ready? You guys take longer, but yeah. You can pause. We could swap if you want. I love this card. No, she, she needs to read this one. I know. Go for it. You have first comment, Sean, so don't worry. Don't I like worry. Reading. Stop using bows. You get three later. <laughs> yeah, you get more cards later. Don't worry. All right. I'm reading Bad Beat. Been trying hard to give you a sense of what matters to me, but also to find a way to talk about the things that, uh, that scare me. Thing. Really singular. That thing is loss, losing. I'm a poor loser. I admit it. I run from it. Full speed. Others don't. Others accept it. But everything I said about my queen is true. She is my shield. She is also a lie. I don't know when I made her up. Or better, I don't know when I decided to believe in a life I don't know and can never truly own. Was it during this life? Was my rebirth as a guardian or the void of everything I was before what drove me to invent comfort? Possible. Even likely. But I'm not sure. I do have flashes of memory of the life I had before I was a guardian, but that's all they are. Flashes. Quick flickers of people and places and my dreams or in that space between a bullet and getting rezzed. I see a woman there. She's all I've ever known of a life long since gone. 
I feel love for her. Is that love a memory? Or am I simply loving the memory? I've convinced myself of the former. I've concocted a truth to make myself whole. The kid, the woman, I do not know them. They are not real. But I wish I did. And I wish they were. They're just the two best cards I could find to keep up my sleeve when the odds were stacked against me. I made them real in my mind and in my heart. I fell in love with the idea of them. And I crafted a truth that allowed me to feel. In truth, it was selfish. When I came to for the first time, I felt so alone, broken. My ghost tried to comfort me, but this life felt hollow. So I ran. But the flashes, like daydreams, they promised something more. Something other than suffering and war. So I clung to them. And I built my truth. And it made me a better man. Some would dispute that fact. Some would say, a good man who lies to himself is good only because he hides from the truth. But I disagree. I think, in this world, you need to find what is best in you and cling to it. That's all I did. I found what moved me, and I fought for it. Without Ace and without my queen to listen to me, to hear me, to see me, there's no telling who I would have become. But I know. And I know there's a chance I wouldn't have been very nice. So that's what I'm offering to you here. A chance. Look at my life. Look at the things I've said. The things I've done. See how the promise of a simpler life and true, pure love, even if it was all just a game, see how it drove me, directed me. Now go find your own. I know this confession isn't as clean as you may like, but then again, it's not a confession. It's a warning. Find the path to your best self and walk it, because the alternative is a lonely road. Don't you ever forget it. Otherwise, I may just have to come back and kick your ass. See you later, pal. Kate Six. Can I just say a kick in the feels? <laughs> Right. For sure. He never did know that love. But he wishes they were, or he wishes he did, and he wishes they were real. Like, that got a bit a bit too emotional for me and Ivan. Like, I I could see you were, were, you know, taking care of your eyes, and I'm sitting over here, like, yeah, trying to hide it. (laughs) Haha, off camera. Mm -hmm. What you got, Flamin? So. I have to find it now because... Flamin, have you ever felt love like this? Oh, jeez. You just put him on the spot like that? I want to know how he feels about this card. So, um, let me find it again. Okay. So, I don't know if this is a person in Elemist's clan, Major, as we like to call him. Um, I remember he went down and he did, like, hurricane relief type stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think so. could be wrong, um, but it mentioned he mentions about in the in the card how you know find what's best you know about you and stick to that. Well, I remember one time I was in a party with Major and I was talking to him and he and I said, "Man, Major, you know, because he's you know older than I am by you know a older than lot. all of us." Yeah, and so 
a lot. You know, he's he said, you know, find what you're good at and, you know, stick with that. Because I, you know, was you know, comparing myself to Major, you know, and he said, you know, don't do that, you know. Find what's best for you and do that. And that kind of reminded me of that situation. And, you know, Major is... Close to some life he's advice. Up there. You know, and so he's out there doing, you know, hurricane relief, and you know, I'm, I don't know, I, I like Major, I miss Major. Reminisce. He seems like good people. He's definitely yeah. good. He oh, is good dude. This card makes me sad. Missing Major makes me sad. Yeah. You know, I probably can't relate as much as most people with this, you know, loving, you know, someone like this, but you know, I can try. My best is. No, I think you're. But like, I like that you bring a different perspective really to it. That's kind of what we're all about here. I mean, because that's exactly what he was saying. It was just he needed some motivation to to live his life in the best way he could, and what he chose was at least little snippets of memories that he wanted to be true. You know, he wanted to imagine a family before. You know, whether that might not be what we all think of. Um, you know, me personally, I'm not someone who ever plans on having kids. You know, I'm that's just kind of not me. You know, Flamin, you just say maybe you're not someone who's who knows if you've ever experienced like like true love in the way he's trying to like you know describe it. But you know, we all I like how you compare it to like you know we all have to find our own like way in life and kind of like what motivates us. And you really can't compare yourself to everyone else. So yeah. it's like a fitting view of it. Um, only thing I wanted to get into is so it clearly says that Ace and the Queen are a lie. I don't however, believe it. However. He says that they are based off of fragments of memory. Whether or not he ever was married and had a kid, maybe there was someone I... special he knew. Um, we knew from some of the cards that he used to, when he was still a human, chasing, working at Braytech, he was chasing after people he was interested in. He, you know, used to try to, you know, he was probably, he was probably trying to get the girls. And Cade was a, I'm sure Cade was a little bit of a player. He still is now, right? So yeah. I can imagine that at some point there was this, this this girl who was special to him. And maybe he never had, like, a kid, but maybe he saw, like, happy oh, families. Maybe, well, he, maybe he saw happy families, because you know, this was before the collapse, the golden age, you know? And, you know, he just, he thought that that's what he was going to have in life, and he looked forward to. You know, little did he know, next thing you know, he was an exo, and then he was a guardian. Uh, but still, like, that was his motivation in life, and that's what drove him. So I think that they maybe were real people. Um, they weren't maybe the sense that, you know, we were originally led to believe that they were, but, you know, once again, as we said earlier on, does it matter because his motivation and his feelings were there? I think that they weren't real. I think the lie is actually that he convinced himself that they weren't because it was too painful to be without them. That's, That's a good thing. And it could be, too. He, you know, found this, you know, his queen... And, you know, he normally can just go up to girls, you know, talk to them all sly and stuff. You know, like Elamist is, you know, convinced me into lore. You know, he's got away with words. <laughs> but then, yeah. you know, his queen, he's just really nervous about. And he gets shy and, you know, can't really build up that courage to go talk to her because just so impressed with, you know what's there and he's like oh she's probably you know way out of my league she probably doesn't want me you know something like that you know 
you know, that's actually kind of fitting because actually you know, we have some things in lore that the re- uh, Cade got turned into an EXO because he worked for Braytech, who made EXOs. And it sounds like he made a bad bet, and that's how he had to pay for it. Uh, but at one point, he was working at Braytech, and he had his eye on Maya Sundaresh, who was a big baller scientist, and he was just a helper. And he talks about how he's a little infatuated with her, but she doesn't even notice him, as Maya far as we know. So, uh, uh, no, Maya was actually, or already had a wife at that point. But, um, but yeah, but it's interesting to say that kind of like, there's like a little bit of a like lore that kind of like, that was kind of a little bit how Cade was in his early life. Like, you know, he wanted the girl he couldn't get kind of thing, maybe. Elmas, did you? What Flamin said kind of hit way too close to home. I have built that <laughs> yeah. recently. I need to bring that back up, Elemis. Flamin's better because he was the last to know. Mm-hmm. Flamin, if you'd listened to the podcast, you would have heard like five episodes ago. Elemis, shout out the pretty girl. And shout out my pretty girl. You can you can do that in shout out. Not the time. <laughs> Oh, oh, there's a time for shout-outs, too? There is, at the end of the episode. You can shout-out whoever you want. Shout-out. <laughs> I'm not going right? to been a, I've been a little bit behind on my catching up. It's all right. I don't read the you show notes until I log on. So. <laughs> and I read them because I make them. Yes, you do. So, you make wow. this podcast go. I just want to see if Sean had any thoughts about that whole thing, whether this is real or not. I think he's the only person we didn't get any. Right. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I just want to ask real quick before we move on. No, put me on the spot. Do it. Um, so <laughs> I'm kind of of the same thought that uh, Mrs. Hyven is, where it's – I feel like he's pulling something from from that little tidbit of memory. Um, like if you ever worked with hard drives, even if you delete something, it never truly gets deleted. Um, so seeing as how his brain is one big hard drive – yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I feel like he could be pulling something, even if it's something completely unrelated. But the fact that that is his lightning rod and his grounding rod, I feel like, even if it's not the way it might have been, that's the way it is to him, and that's all that matters. Perception is the biggest part of life, you know. I love yep. this story, y'all. I mean, it's a love story, love, loss, friendship, me, revenge. Oh no. So for is me, this the Princess Bride. No, I have a lot of, like, personal tie to it. Kate kind of reminds me of stories that I've heard of my dad. He was the ladies' man, the player, like, never going to settle down. And then came along this woman who had a little girl, and he just became so infatuated with her. And, in fact, their first non-official date was all of them going out to a bar. And when my aunt invited him to come, he said, I'm only going to go if that hot chick who just left her husband's going to be there. And um, and I don't know. So it kind of makes me think about that. I think that's why I like to think that Cade was infatuated with a woman who had a son. And maybe it wasn't his son. But when he got together with her, he held a special place in his heart. And again, that's my own personal bias. But it really makes me fall in love with this story. Because my mom did the same thing. She grounded him. She gave him the best years of his life before he did die. And um, and I kind of think of that like with Cade, like his queen gave him the best for him. No, that's so true. I mean, Cade himself says that this is what gives him 
and he made he might have made this up, but this is his, as we've said, grounding rod. This is what hits home for him. So I, I love that. I think we've all got something out of the lore that we kind of relate. Um, you never expect to get into a video game and like feel real life things. So I'm ready to like cry. Um, <laughs> I got you beat right. there. <laughs> it's just it's beautiful. It is. All right. Well, before we before we all start having break a down, cry, we I think we're good to go. <laughs> Um, so that is the end of the lore book, but it's not the end of our readings. Uh, we're going to actually be tacking on the Ace in the Hole mission, uh, because it has 10 messages, uh, to different people that Cade suspected were the ones that would have killed him. He pre-prepared a bunch of voice recordings for who he <laughs> think might have killed him. All exactly. kinds of Wasn't that mopey brother? <laughs> Like, like he literally was like, well, these are the 10 people I expect to kill me. Here's 10 messages for each person. Yep, yep. Oh, actually, there's one thing I wanted to clarify. If people are confused how Cade ended up being the Vanguard, remember the whole dare was whoever got to kill Andal, I mean, whoever killed Tanix won the dare, right? He didn't actually kill Tanix, and so when... He technically lost the dare. So when Andal died, he once again kept his word. So that's why he took over the vanguard. Um, that was kind of his dare. It was a little bit of a backwards way. Technically, he won. So Andal, he could have made another deal, uh, another dare, another deal. But he he kept up his his end of the uh, the bargain. So once again, showing that Kate is like super honorable, even though the the partner in the dare was gone. He still took it upon himself to be like, no, I, I actually did lose, and I'm going to do this. So, props to Kate. Man of Ed, word. But not forgotten. Uh, yep. Oh, wait, no, that's not the clan name. I keep putting not in front of the... Okay. That's, uh, that's the weapon, not forgotten. Yeah. Uh, clan's de- dead and forgotten, I think. Anyway. Yeah, I keep forgetting know. what it's called. <laughs> right, we've been stuck here for a while. Anyway, let's actually move let's on. do it. This one's for Eris Morn. Ahem. If you're listening to this, congrats on killing me! I assume you became a hive death god and fed me to your worm cult. (sighs) That, or you just finally got sick of me. Coincidentally, if you didn't kill me, and still somehow hear this, I'm sorry for stealing your ship. And, oh, pretty much every other interaction we ever had. But to be clear, if you did kill me, I do not apologize. And I will consider all my actions 100% justified. Either way, feel free to put your rock on my maps now. I don't need them anymore. <laughs> That's, good. That's, good ah, That's so funny. This one's for that armless coward, Tanix Discard. If you're listening to this, you killed me. But I bet I took a big chunk out of your ugly husk with me. Yes, Andal Brask wasn't enough for you, huh? You wanted another Hunter Vanguard for your sick collection? I got my share of regrets, sure. But not putting a bullet in you has got a rank in the top three. Won't be long before a better guardian than me puts you in your place. Just wish I could have been there to see it. This one's for the fellow calls himself the Drifter. You did warn me running with you would put a target on my back. Guess I'm in good company though, huh? After all, never had any fun without a little risk. That's the whole idea with the operation you're putting together, ain't it? My idea, by the way, 
had it like a million years ago, back when you were still handsome. So uh, you're welcome, you know. Getting that up and running means coming out of hiding, giving you-know-who another shot at you. Hope I was around to see that showdown. Personally, my money was on the guy with the golden gun. But hey, what do I know? I'm dead. Petra, if you're listening to this, you killed me. Maybe the Sovs and all their mysterious wisdom decided they were sick of me. If the queen ordered the hit, I guess I understand. You're a real glutton for chivalry. But if it was Aldrin, I'm pissed. Just thinking about that peacock gives me a headache. But I'm betting my death was another case of your famous collateral damage. Because you're a real do-gooder. Seriously, it's annoying. But good deeds never go unpunished when you're around. You just... You got a blast, Radius PV. Well, it was fun while it lasted. Oh, and uh, tell Paladin Orin, if the sun over Nessus escapes nebula cycle, evac labor after dawn under Solstice. You got that, PV? This one's for the minds behind the Deepstone Crypt. You think just because you made me, you can unmake me? Hey, I understand. I were you, I wouldn't want people knowing what I did either. Yes, you better hope I didn't tell anyone about the crypt. Or about the, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, long, slow whisper. Because if I did, that would be real bad for you, huh? I may be dead, but I guarantee you ain't heard the last of me. Here's one for Soraya Hawthorne. You know, when I told my ghost I'd be making one of these for you, she laughed. I didn't have to tell you that. Just wanted to make you feel bad. In my defense, if you're listening to this, you did kill me. I mean, if it was a fair fight, mano a mano, I'd win, no question. But I can see you planning out some convoluted, meticulous trap. Some would call that paranoia. Me? I call it being a hunter. So, here's your next hunter lesson. Looking after your own. Speaking of which... Congratulations! You are now the proud owner of the Colonel. Now she only eats sesame seed muesli and drinks purified spring water with a sprig of parsley. Play nice, you two. This one's for any hunter who kills me. Best guess, Marcus Wren? You've realized you get my stuff now. All my stuff. Including the Hunter Vanguard gig? Yeah. Congratulations, dummy. That's what we call a vanguard dare. Sucks, doesn't it? Okay, brace yourself for some advice, hotshot. One, know your people. Like my Nessa scout, Quantis Re, I like to call her about once a moon. Else she gets a little too much tonight. Not enough stalker, you know? Two, keep your weapons sharp. Your job is to watch everyone's back, which means no one's watching yours but you. And three... Start thinking now about what you want to do for your successor's vanguard dare. Because trust me, kid, this gig will kill you. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm just I'm imagining how awkward you must look right now. <clears throat> okay, Zavala. So I'm dead. You killed me. My stuff is yours. No more working me over at chess. No more getting worked over at poker. 
For real, though. You know that if you needed to kill me for the good of the city or whatever, I totally understand. No hard feelings. Nada. You can put this voice recording away and go on with your life. Now, if you did have some kind of lingering guilt or something, that would be rough. Because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days. You wouldn't be able to help yourself. Hi, Cora. So, you know I'm making a bunch of these, right? I probably told you. I always got to have the last word. And I'm going to be prepared for every possibility. But to tell you the truth, this one's the easiest to make. So long as we're being honest, I could never tell if you really liked me that much. But, uh, well, if you did hate me, the feeling was not mutual. In fact, yeah, I'll say it. Don't even mind that you killed me. I figure if we threw down, first off, no one can blame me for losing. And I know you'd be in the right. So thanks, I guess. You were a, a good friend. Better than a guy like me could hope for anyways. So yeah, thanks, Ikora, for everything. This one's for the strong, silent type. You. Congratulations, buddy. I mean that. Always knew you'd outdo me someday. And if that means you had to do me in, too? Eh, you saved my life on Nessus, so I owed it to you anyway. Take care of the Ace of Spades, will ya? I'm not just talking about the maintenance. Banshee can help you with all that. I mean, take care of Ace. Use it well. Oh, hey, and if you found any of those papers from my earlier, eh, deployments, burn them. Don't want people poking through the lives of Kate 0 through 5. So just put it all behind you, okay? Every story has an end. This is mine. These are good. One thing I wanted to comment is just kind of on the, we all read, so good. Just the tone of a couple of them. Because a couple of, because you know, Kate is very jokey, but there are a couple of them where he does get slightly serious. And uh, of course, Eris Morn is a big joke. Tanix, you can feel a little bit of his anger towards. hatred. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the Deepstone Crypt, he actually is pretty, uh. Like, that's fury. That one is rough. Like, he. We still don't know what the long, slow whisper is, but his his like recounting of that is like, I will get you. I like I swear the last thing that I can do will be to tell everyone, you know, what what you guys have done and that. So that one's one that's always been really really interested to me. Um, and and of course he was really joking with Petra. Um, they never they had some kind of relationship that we that they were close. I I pretty accurate. Them. Yeah yeah they they might kind of had a little we. We look at them and think of there's like a little relationship or something. But um, so if you might not know, some know if you followed that last bit. Oh, and teleport Paladin Orin. That is actually a code that we figure out from uh from Telesto. It was actually a code that nobody got for a long time. But uh, yep. Paladin Orin is actually code for whatever I'm about. To, whatever comes after this is of importance. And I believe the code was taking the first letter of each word. It is. And it makes something. Um, so I don't remember what this says. It's on Enceladus. Yes. So this code is, it's on Enceladus. So we don't know what's on Enceladus, but Cade gave Petra a hidden code. It's on Enceladus. So that was pretty crazy. 
And then, and Enceladus <laughs> is actually a moon of Jupiter, I think. Yeah, I think it's something like that. But yeah, so that's kind of cool to see something later. So I loved how that one and then the Deep Stone, Stone Crypt kind of like held something, like uh, a little foreshadowing. And then finally, um, his one to Ikora is kind of somber. He it like. Is. Apparently, I didn't read it like that. My bad, guys. It's okay. You've never, you've never played it. You've never played this mission, but it is. You did a fine reading, but it is a little somber. He kind of comments on the fact that like she was kind of his like best friend, and he like yeah. never really said it. He liked to give her a hard time, but it was kind of like that. You know, when you're a little kid, you pick on like your your crush or your the kids you want to make friends with. Down. You like slap them or like you know, as we said with Flamin earlier, you know, we make fun of each other and you harass your family. Uh, so that one was kind of a a, a cool feel. And then I like just how he ends it. He ends it kind of just on like a, a final note with our guardian. It's kind of just like a, this is how it is. And while we didn't kill him, it was true. We were the one who got his ace. We were the one who got his journals. And like everything in Destiny, the ball was in our court, kind of. Sean, that's all I had on him. Just kind of the tone for each card. Um, can I just can I just open up with Elmist? You're reading for Zavala? Yeah, that was really I loved good. the opening. It was a good opening. Right. Because I, I love how Zavala, he's just laughing, thinking about the fact that Zavala had to kill him. Right. And, he's, and I like how he brings out that if you do feel some semblance of remorse, basically he's haunting him. And he's yeah. never going to get rid of him. It's like, I talk a lot, so I know if uh, if anyone ever, if the, anything like that were ever to happen to me, someone would be constantly hearing me. It just would happen. I talk way too much for it not to be. So I appreciate that Cade realizes that too. Sounds like someone else I know talks too much. <laughs> Just want to be quiet. Sometimes. I'm to be quiet. God. All right, I think God. Elmist was next but, comment. But, like, that was one of my favorite readings. That was amazing. I had so much fun with that. And the Hawthorne one. Um, oh, my gosh. I know, right? You too, yeah, that's up. You are now the proud owner of the Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> That's priceless. KFC joke. Flaming. So, I'd just like to mention that when you guys were reading this, because every once in a while I'll step out of the Crucible, you know, and I'll play these daily heroics. Are they daily or are they the daily? This See, one was original. This one was originally a quest, but you can get them as dailies still. Yeah, once you completed it the first time, it was a daily. But it's like, see, I can't even remember if they're dailies or not. But it's like, when I see this one as the daily Heroic Storm mission, I play it. Yeah. And it's like, so I've played it a few times, you know, plus two being on making that alt account, I've played it on there as well. And it's like, when you guys were reading through these i'm remembering exactly what i'm doing and it's just i don't know i just there's something about this mission that i really like and i think it has something to do with you know what's all said and it's just a fun little mission that i like to play and you know this is why mrs hyven has to do this quest because this is one of the few missions that they make you do it solo which is Mm -hmm. also why it's impactful you have to play through and listen to all these and, and it won't no even way if you, you can fail it. Yeah, even yeah, and even if you uh, grow, open like two two chests really really quick, 
it'll just finish one reading before it goes on the other. You can't like bypass it. So like the the quest is made for you to get all of these. And like I like I do no, I totally know what you're talking about. You like kind of like feel when you've played through this mission. Yeah. Yeah. These are, these were basically his last words, man. Sean, you. I also wanted to bring out with whenever he's talking to our guardian, um, he says for us to take care of the Ace of Spades. And not just, like, maintenance and all that. Because, I mean, we have the quest. Banshee literally helps us fix it. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it kind of shows the slap in the face that... Uh, uh, the peacock, I can't remember his name right now. Aldrin. Aldrin, Aldrin. Aldrin that's it. Aldrin, um, so. kind of, it kind of brings up the slap in the face that Aldrin does by taking the Ace of Spades. Because, I mean, we see by the time we get it back, he doesn't take care of it it needs to be basically completely redone That's a good um, point. so he just basically takes it as a trophy he doesn't actually take care yeah. of it it's more of this is mine now i'm gonna do what i want with it whereas whenever we get it it's us fixing it up and keeping it that's a good point yeah and i was just using me think of he doesn't just he does say take care of ace of spades but then he goes on to take care of ace it's almost like he's passed down you know, Ace for him was like his, you know, it was his kid. So, like, he held that, that gun as, like, his prized possession. That's what held him close to his his queen and his ace. So, like, us having it, like, that weapon has, like, tons of significance to him. Um, like, you know, that trailer, when right before he finally gets, when he gets smashed through the wall, you know, he, like, raises that weapon and tells says, I'm coming home, Ace. I don't know. Anyone, I think, who's watched that is just like, oh, that hits such so emotional. So like yeah, I only watch it once. Yeah, right. I had to skip through it on all other characters. Yeah, it's really intense. So like, I think that's also kind of when he was like, "Take care of Ace." Like, my story's done, as he said. Yours is yours is continuing on, and you know, keep Ace for me. So, I don't think you can get much better an end than that. Every story has an end, and that was Kate's. Um, just to just to tie it back to you and Elemis' <coughs> favorite story. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of see the, I at least see a little bit of a parallel with, oh, um, with, Dr- with and the Ace? The oh, there. Well, yeah. I was thinking Cade and the Ace and Shin with the last word. How to them, those are basically the, that's, that's them. That's Their guns have such dear. significance, right? You know, because mm-hmm. like last word was, came from his third father in the same way. We don't know where Ace came from, but it was like, refer- it was like, like his child almost, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. It's very true. And of course, we got the reference to the the man with the golden gun and Drifter well before we got the lore book, so that was also mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, man. Cool. I mean, and there's one last entry that I I want to do. It's very short. Let's close it's, out on it, man. It's the lore entry for the Ace of Spades. The flavor text is: Folding was never an option. Cade six. And the lore tab reads, The last will and testament of Cade 6. To whomst it may concern, I, Cade 6, being of sound-ish mind and body, do hereby and henceforth and heretofore leave all my possessions to the person, alien, animal, or natural phenomenon, what kills me. Aforesaid possessions include, but are not limited to, the Ace of Spades. Any and all stashes I've hidden throughout the system. The colonel, my faithful friend, 
my debts which follow. The attached file is too big to download. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Cade. Right. Oh, you know what sucks about the Cade's dash part is that they took that away yeah. at the end of year one, so it's like we can't even go back to go get those anymore, and it kind of sucks. And right. Good old Kate Stash. Remember the I love yeah. I love the emblem that you get from that from those. Mm-hmm. Wear it all the time. That Kate emblem. Oh yeah, it's that just one. the red and black ace. Yeah, that's like one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah. That and the Saint fourteen emblem was always on me. R.I.P. Hyvin's Titan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might be making a resurgence in a Shadow Keep. Ooh, I yippee! I'm decided yet. I'm thinking. I think it might happen. Oh, but I'll be on PC, so <laughs> now I'll be playing both. Uh, Flamin's my PC man. This man is the only one who plays mouse and keyboard, but he does it on console. So I'm just trying to convince him to come on over one day. One day. Don't, Don't steal our Flamin. Don't steal our Flamin. Hey, but <laughs> hey, but cross save. I won't be stolen. That's I'll right be here. Never gone. And Not with that, let's just go to shoutouts. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, for me. Ishtar Collective, as always, because they're where I get all my info for the show notes. Um, and secondly, I'm, I'm staring at Flamin as I'm saying this. Shout out to the pretty girl. Hi. Thank you. I'm talking to you. Can we emphasize well, <laughs> that he's not saying Flamin is the pretty girl? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Flamin Flamin about the pretty girl. Yes. Oh. Oh. Sean is correct. <laughs> Oh, I see why you're doing that. Okay. Wow, that was the slowest moment ever. Wow. Thank you, I am pretty. No, I understand it. It's because I'm the last one to know. You are not the last one to know. You made the biggest fuss about it. Yes. Does anyone else think he's getting a little sleepy in that dark room? Well, it's dark out now. It's way over there. (laughs) You know, it's 840. Right. Yeah, it's 11.40 for the rest of us, bruh. <laughs> I think it's a good thing that he's three hours different. Right. I don't know if Flamin would be able to hang on our time zone doing this. Right. Nah, he, he can stay up sometimes. I work on you guys' time zone pretty much. Because when I start work, it's 6 o'clock for you guys. So, see? I'm already in your guys' time zone. <laughs> Alright, so my shout-outs... Thank you, thank you. Uh, I would also like to shout out, of course, Ishtar Collective for giving us all this wonderful lore and for being one of those first sources that I think kind of got us all into lore and kind of got everyone into lore. Um, who Anyone who's actually, I should say, has read it. Um, you know, Flamin mentioned that he got in it because of Elements, but I'm pretty sure Sean has also been on Ishtar Collective. Um, like everyone in the lore community knows about him, so like pretty awesome. And then um, shout out to my co-host, but more importantly, this week, to our special guests, it's been a lot of fun, like always. You guys are always welcome to come on anytime. Thank you guys for reoccurring hosts. Hi. And, um, <laughs> you know, shout out to Elemist for just being green this week. <laughs> <laughs> I try really hard. He's just having some webcam issues this week, but it's a new, nice new feature that I really like. Right. I'm getting used to it now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think my shout-outs are, uh, are also going to be to Sean and Flamin. This was nowhere near as much of a cluster as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, shout-out for you guys not fighting. Flamin and uh, 
and Mrs. Hyven, I mean, sorry, not Flame, Sean and Mrs. Hyven go at it all the time. Sean actually had, like, super legitimate comments and, like, really good insight. Flame too. Did. Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was pretty impressed. I wasn't, I was, I was expecting more of a hot mess. So it was really good. And Sean, honestly, I told him earlier today, I said, hey, for us not to fight, I'm going to need you to not say anything stupid. And I know that's going to be hard for you. Um, for those of you who don't know, Sean is actually my uncle's brother-in-law. So Sean is basically family. Um, but that's what I told him. And uh, congrats. You didn't actually really say anything stupid. So there wasn't anything I needed to fight you on. I'm so proud of you. You can do it. Now do this for the rest of your life. Is it? Is it my turn now? Shut up, Sean. Well, you were introduced before me. So, so shout-outs. Um, again, like like uh, Elamist and Hyven, uh, Ishtar Collective is amazing. You can find pretty much everything there. It's nice to be able to just kind of type in a topic and go, yes, this is everything I wanted to read on this. Um, but in typical, I wanted to say, in typical Hunter fashion, I do have depth. I just choose not to show it often. But also, <laughs> also thanks for – hey, they are beautiful weapons. Um, but also to um, Mrs. Hyven, Hyven, Elemist for kind of wearing me down, shouting me out, telling me when they shout me out. So I have to go on a little Easter egg hunt <laughs> through the podcasts. Um, and hopefully I can jump on a little bit more. For sure. Yeah, it's I also want really... to add um, shout out to – Sean's wife for being out of town so we could actually see him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right, it's, not really, it's not really an Easter egg hunt if we tell you, like, hey, know, we told you out. when it happened. It's we don't not give our him fault that you didn't right saying. then. I don't yeah. know like, That's like, like I have to dig through the entire box of cereal to find the little Sean toy. Well, of course we're going to make you listen to That's our episode. a terrible toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It comes with real bow action. It's great. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Does it come? Bows. Oh, my God. No. No. Oh All right, Flamin. What are your shout-outs? You got a pretty girl you want to shout-out? Come on, just always. let shout-out. He's so, always. I'm going to... Want to first shout out Elemis twice here. First, because he got me into lore, so uh, shout out there. And then shout out to Elemis for hosting this. So, you know, you get that double shout out. So, see, I do love you, Elemis. So, don't hate you ever. <laughs> shout out to Hyven and Mrs. Hyven. I just want to shout out to Sean for uh, giving up bows forever. Thank you. And uh, I will do a nice little shout out to a pretty girl that uh, I know. It's Queen. That was perfect. That was just in, that was in Cade fashion. That's for a girl. Oh, I knew. that was great. This was nice. such a fun episode, you guys. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Oh, and this I just wanted... the first time I've made it through an entire episode yeah. without dozing off a little. Right. <laughs> and if I didn't ever mention Flamin and Sean, this is my competitive team. I go through and get. Like all the weapons with, forgot about that. Like this is the group, this is the gang minus one. Um, but that's my original team. Anyway, I, I play a little bit of crucible. A little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. 
I had the I had the mountaintop the same season that it came out, and that's why I'm kind of bummed that they're doing it the way that they are. But then I'm not because I feel like it's been a couple seasons, so everyone. Especially now that's great in PVE too, man. It's just dirty. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying, Elemist, you could have farmed the Lake of Shadows, got yourself one of the grenade launchers with the ambitious assassin, and just gone around double yeah. nade launching people. I tried that. I did bad. not enjoy it. <laughs> so now I just grab heavy and spam colony onto a control zone. Oh my goodness. I am <laughs> that, that person. And Flamin hates my bow? Come on. It's because I play with you more often in Crucible. And you do it's it. not my fault people switch to it after right. they die to it. Okay, guys, yeah. this is after podcast and chat. Now... It's time for Elmas to wrap this up. <laughs> okay. So, Sean... Is there any place that people can actually find you to reach out? Do you want to smack you on the back of the head or anything? Uh, I mean, if you want to throw an arrow at me, I'm always down for that. I, I could always use more ammo. Uh, I'll throw it back to Flamin. But no, you can. I'm usually on Xbox. Uh, pretty easy to find. Just Sean Jones 18, spelled the correct way. S E A N. Sean Jones. Sean Jones 18. But I'm usually on, uh, like Flamin', I play a lot of PvP, but I do PvE as well. A little bit more than him. A lot more. Flamin' gets on for an occasional raid, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. If it's late enough in the season that he's actually done some of the grind to get levels. No, 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 no. Like, earlier this week, Flamin' actually pointed out, hey, I did a strike this week, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's Wait, true, it like... did. Wait, it was, was a surprise week? to all of us. Shit, that yeah. was, wait, that was this week? That was this week. Yeah. I don't buy I it. Survived it. <laughs> <laughs> August twenty. Oh, yeah. okay, Layman, look- do you want to be found anywhere? That's showdown. I did. I know I did Monagerie. Okay, oh so uh, you can find me on Monagerie? Xbox. You can find me. <laughs> you can find me on Xbox at uh, just flaming. Instagram just underscore flaming. Um, You're saying it with the G. Does it have the G on Xbox? Oh no, on flame, flame in, flaming. Yeah, flaming. Unless you're Brandon, then it's Fleming. <laughs> so. so it's like flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, Flamin. only not as yeah. good. Hey yo. I I just <laughs> don't know how to pronounce my own name. So yeah, <laughs> that's a plus. Oh my. All right. <laughs> All right. Reminders. Um, find us on the Twitter at guardians <laughs> underscore lore. <laughs> email Hyman's us. Hyman's not right. The You're email. Only encouraging him. The email <laughs> and the Twitter. Do I have to email go on the line to get those? <laughs> you do. On the web. You have to go on, on the, the World Wide Web. web. The world and wide type in www. The Twitter. <laughs> oh my god, okay, Elvis, wrap it up. This is you, getting you out of here. You just gotta you just gotta make sure you e the mail, okay? E the mail. An electronic mail. And you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com and leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. But do we have a facsimile number? No. <laughs> Actually, your guys' review is a uh, five out of five. So, uh, oh, we've got to fix that. <laughs> with, our, with our nine <laughs> reviews. 
Yeah, so personally, I think that's pretty good. I don't know why. I just just wanted to yell, send us your trials review. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Anyways, you're, you're give us a review. We like our five out of five, but we'd like our five out of five to be more than just nine reviews. So it means like, I don't know. That yeah, actually still means a lot. I can't yeah. even say that doesn't mean a lot because that means a lot that nine people took time to review <laughs> us. And like yeah. five of them left comments. So thanks, Tom. And we get awesome feedback on Twitter lately, you guys. I've been loving all of the feedback, all of the communication. You know, everyone says that we help them get through their work day with our podcast. You guys help me get through mine by hitting me up on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> all right. Well, should we shut this down then? Yes, we yeah. really should. All right, in standard fashion. Goodbye, everyone. Take uh, care. Good job, uh, Kelly. Good job. This is bye. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Connor? You got the bum bum? No? All right. Bum bum bum. Goodbye, Connor. Wait. Okay. Avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded. Um, guys, you're being recorded. This is an outrage. Sean, you still with us? I haven't heard your voice in a bit. Yep. All right. Just can't see so I can't tell. Clarification. Let me get. I am an. I am annoyed with Sean. Right. Why? <laughs> I'm distracting him. Hey. Keep sending me memes. Only I'm allowed to be distracted. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You got to be on I'm this done. podcast for 30 I, episodes before you can I'm, start being a distracted I'm crazy. Done for I'm, a little I'm not bit. even allowed to be distracted anymore because that was a very awkward episode. And because Orchid yells at him. <laughs> right, he spent episode oh, that, did, that didn't mind orchid the whole time and like it was literally just me a lot talking of to myself the whole episode. <laughs> did you just refer to orchid as it or that he said that didn't mind no he didn't mind that he didn't mind getting yelled at by her oh that makes more sense words are hard <laughs> right all I right everybody let's shut up <laughs> and other things are hard <laughs> <laughs> Oh, real I quick. There's four guys on the podcast. Real quick. <laughs> so when we do caster, don't talk while he's doing the intro. When he gets to the cast intro, we're going to sign, uh, sign in. And then he will say, we have special guest Sean Jones. Sean, then you can say hello. And special guest Flamin, then you can say hello. So he'll introduce you and then you can, you know, you can get creative. So answer me how I'm Sean Land. Oh, God. It's going to be like, racist. it's going to be like when the substitute teacher's calling roll and. You're like trying to think of something cool to say. You dumb messed up AA Ron. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking about. All right. Go in silent. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Good vibrations. <laughs> this is episode 36, recorded August 31st, 2019. Wait a second. Aren't we going to do the intro we started? Wait, I thought that was our, our target intro now. He just loves to say good vibrations. We can add that it's one. It's a good Beach Boys song. I mean, you can say it, but you got to make sure you say good vibrations, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Floor. Fine, fine, fine. Hey, too. Now, as... Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm going to be cutting that out of it anyway. Professionalism, Hyven. Professionalism. <laughs>
Like, I stopped to read it. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't know what this whole ketchup, cap, cap, what did you say? What did you call it? There's a ketchup mechanic. Um, basically, okay, I'm not the other co-host he was referring to on that. I'm assuming Elemis is going to touch on that later. This is not even another thought saying... that we already took care of off episode, but no, so why don't we just go over to Elemis? actually say something about the Destiny thing, the season pass. Okay, go for it. That way you didn't have to edit everything. Go for it. We're not editing this. <laughs> it's getting released exactly like this. It's all live now. Oh. <laughs> Not sure if I can swear. We'll edit it. Elmas <laughs> has, has a bleep button. Or you give him a weird noise, and he'll oh, edit that over. You don't I don't actually make as noise. many weird noises as it sounds like in the Flame podcast. He, That's him editing over my He bleep. pulls weird noises from our conversation and bleeps you with your own voice doing weird and things. And sometimes it is really weird, the word it's covering and the context of the, <laughs> of the noise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so give me a weird noise, Flamin. <laughs> I don't have one yet. <laughs> Continue on, man. We derailed you. So Andal and I were offered accept, accepted and doomed ourselves because we didn't take into account the depth of our... Of my arrogance. arrogance. Oh my goodness gracious. I promise you're actually doing a really good job. This is normal when we read. Yeah. You just edit it. See, I'm not the best reader, so you're actually I'm just going to say right. that now. I think you're oh, you're doing great. You're better than Mrs. Hyven does when she first gets going. Curious to the first reader. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's a thing, Which man. Hasn't really happened a whole lot lately. That's why I'm here to butcher the words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. One more go. You have take two sentences. All right. Um, also, just a reminder: we talked about it last week. All of the names for these cards come from poker terms. So, just a reminder. Because this next one is called All In. Poker? I don't even know her. No, it's <laughs> poker. I hardly know her. Hardly. Don't take my joke if you can't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of jealous of the card Sean got. Because it wasn't a bunch of reading. So I'm just going to throw that out there. You did a little get jealous of that. Look, I, it's like, a system. But if you really want it to be changed, I can change it for you. No, because then we have to go back and now. I'll read this. I'll be fine. I even told you. I'd be fine with reading. I'll man up. (laughs) He's keeping his word. Yeah. See? Sean just wants to read everything. Oh my god. Also, I don't play poker, so I'm not really understanding these showdown part and, like, the river. But, you know, we can get into that after the show. So. Ask me to tell you about the Warlocks sometime. Ha. Bunch of newly res tough guys misusing the light. One second. You're doing a fantastic job. That's warlords, not warlocks. Oh, it just changes shoot. the feel of the card. Otherwise, you're like, okay. you're doing a flawless job, my friend. Okay, I'm just gonna start back at the ask me part. So. Sounds good. Yep. Sounds good. Ask me to tell you about the warlords. Sometime, ha! Huh, bunch of newly res tough guys misusing the light like a bunch of. <laughs> ignoramuses. Like a... Ignoramuses. Ignoramai. Okay. Where should I start then? Wherever you want. You could start at ha. You could start at. I mean, Elmer's pretty good with editing. You could start at the beginning of that sentence. Basically, feels just start at the beginning of a sentence. Ignoram. Ignoramuses. Ignoramuses. Ignoramai. 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 Okay. Trust Let's me. see if I can get it this like time. We, 
Mrs. Hyven has. You have no you idea have no how idea. many takes I have taken to get something. Like, there have literally been like, I think maybe sevens my like worst. <laughs> Six, yeah. maybe seven. Uh, same there have me. been times. Same for me. Yeah. Um, and, and just to make this a little bit easier for you to understand, like he's trying to figure out the plural of ignoramus. So he doesn't even know what he's saying, so don't feel bad if you mess up a little. Yeah. <laughs> bad beat. Last one. Bad beat. Like yeah, not like that whole granite joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, she only eats sesame seed. Oh, what the? What Moose. is that word? Moosely. Moosely? Google it if you're on show. Moosely? I think he says is it muesli. I think he says muesli. Or muesli. Muesli. Yeah. See, if Elemis <laughs> messes up on a word, that kind of makes me feel good. Just gonna say. <laughs> no, it's actually when Hyven messes up that we're all excited. He's the one that messes up the word. We yeah. always call him out if we can. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> so, Hyven, what is it? Oh, we were looking. Muesli. <laughs> Sorry, no, I know. <laughs> well, you guys, sounded, you guys sounded I... so sure that I just gave up. I saw your face light up from, you know, the a, um, browser M- tab. Muesli. Woo! Muesli. Called okay. it. Yeah. Shop, shop. Okay. Heard. Right. Accepted.